0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Doze Nose. This week's episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Kona Boys, Hurley, Kona Coffee and Tea, GoPro, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, and Original Nutritionals. Um, once again, you guys can find me at www.dozenose.com, uh, on Instagram at Dozer Dave, Facebook Dozer Dave Barnett. And on Twitter, Dozer Dave Knows. So check it out. Leave some comments. Let me know who you want coming up on this show. Well, speaking of coming up on the show, this week I have a good buddy of mine who is just hilarious as hell. He's got some really good stories. He's the host, in fact, of Jay Lee Stories. He's a badass spear fisherman, hunter, all around funny guy, Justin Lee. Justin. Welcome to Doze Knows
1: Everybody knows Doze Knows, knows Doze Knows Everybody knows Doze knows. Everybody knows Doze Knows Everybody knows Doze Knows and if you don't know
0: Justin Lee, welcome to Doe's Nose. Doe's Nose. Brother, I'm so stoked that you <laughs> took the time to come be on my show with me.
2: Brad, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to be here. Stoked to be a part of it. It's, it's action,
0: man. Yeah, well, you know, just so everybody knows who you are, you're Justin Lee. You're thirty two years old. You're from Honokaa, right here on the Big yes, Island. Yes, sir. Go Dragons. Go Dragons. Um, you live such an amazing life. You're married to a beautiful woman named Sana Lee. She's Sana Lili now. Yes. Oh, that's right. Sana Lili. Sana Lili. That's awesome. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wow. So hot name her twice. <laughs> well you're very lucky to have her as your wife because she fact. is such a sweetheart amazing cook
2: if you like your spicy food she's an amazing cook now
0: where right. she she's from laos
2: she's laotian yeah. she um was actually it's kind of funny you know they're like oh where are you from you know i think uh where her growing up in salt lake city in utah you know and where are you from and they're like oh from utah and they're like oh no where are you from so, Right from
0: Utah. I see that so much here in Hawaii. Yeah, it's crazy. Where, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Kona. No, really. Where are you from? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can see you're from the Midwest. <laughs> no, I'm right here on the Big Island. I'm from Kona. <laughs> no, you're not. Where are you from? <laughs>
2: What's your ethnicity,
0: okay? I Nebraska. Keep it see, you're not from here. Exactly.
2: <laughs> um, no, she, she was, uh, her family's got this crazy story. You know, Laos, um, uh, during... Vietnam and stuff like that, when mm-hmm. America pulled out, you know, they basically were just targets for the killing fields and everything. Like Absolutely. That. You know, and so the dad who was fighting um, for the Laotian military at the time uh, with his father, his future father in law, um, they knew they had to leave Laos. So mm-hmm. they fled Laos and fleeing Laos, they went to Thailand. So they went to these refugee camps in Thailand. And, um, but those stories he's got is crazy. You okay. know, faking death. Being act like he got shot lying in mud and then shooting people that came to steal his guns. I mean, grenades going off at his feet, stepping on mines, where the guy standing next to him blew up. The guy 20 feet behind him, his leg fell off. His leg got blown off. What? And he's standing there, and he's just got like shrapnel in his leg. And I mean, the stories that you hear, and the crazy thing is we went to Thailand. And they don't have the same type of medics that we have. They don't have any medics, dude. This is if your leg is jungle done, war. you're done it's, yeah. it's jungle warfare, man Rub some tussin on it and keep going I don't know oh, what they were doing man. but No, it's crazy that, you know, you hear his stories And you're like, there's no way There's no way that shit happens He's gotta be blowing it up And when we went to Thailand, we ran into his brother And I suddenly got to meet her uncle for the very first time And he was in the same battles with her dad And uh, he's all like, oh yeah, Pa We call him Paul. Or Daravan was like, Yeah, your dad is the fucking man. He said he was the leader. If he didn't go on a mission, nobody went on the mission. Right. He's all like he was he was the fucking man. Wow. And so
0: they were fighting the Vietnamese the whole
2: time. I I don't I've, I don't know history all that well. Yeah. I just know that they were fighting
0: somebody. <laughs> I think wow. it was the Vietnamese. And there were there were so many people that came in before. I know the Russians had came in there. Yeah. I think the French had came in that whole zone before too. I have no idea. There was idea. all kinds of crazy it's, crap happening there. It's
2: super, super crazy. But yeah, so they flew, fled to, they didn't flew, they fled to Thailand. Uh-huh. And um, they lived there, and then he got married and stuff like that there. And they they would go back and forth to Laos because that's where their family was and everything. Mm -hmm.
0: And then... um, Did he marry a Thai girl?
2: No, he married a Laotian girl. Okay. And then so his father-in-law moved to Arizona, actually, at the time. And when he was there, he was starting up school, and then he tried to bring all of his kids over. And uh, so that's when Sonali was actually born in a Thai refugee camp. Mm. She has no birth certificate. Really? So she claims that her, her birthday Obama. is... Obama. Yeah. She <laughs> they claims have something in common. She claims that her birth date is July 5th, but I was like, you don't know. Don't act like it. So she said, fine. The whole month of July is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how do you get a month? And I get like a dinner if I'm lucky. I get a birthday dinner. Right. She gets a birthday month. I was like, it's kind
0: of... So eh. what do you do for that whole month? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you nah. have to cook every single day. Every single house. day. No, it's
2: just the birthday months. So you just got to be nicer to her, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody's ever nice to me on my birthday. When's your birthday, Doz? October 28th. October 28th, everybody. does knows. It's his birthday. Write him on Facebook. <laughs> write him on Instagram. <laughs> Wish him a happy birthday.
0: No, he I likes ain't. nipple
2: pictures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I actually do get a lot of birthday wishes on Facebook. So. See? There we go. Yeah. Um, now, how did you and Sonali
2: meet? The crazy. Well before you meet, you got to bring up the story of, I took Dave Wassel and Alex Gray hunting. Uh-huh. And the funny thing this is, this was just a couple of years ago. Then. Oh yeah. Like four years ago. Yeah. Cause this is the first time I met Alex Gray uh-huh. and I met dozer and Dozer. I met Dave before Wassel. Right. And, uh, Um, They were here doing some... Was this Alex Gray's first hunting trip? First hunting trip. He was using my bow. Yeah, I was just going to say. He was using a bow that was like five inches too long for him.
0: Yeah, because I I gave him a couple of lessons right here next door (laughs) before he left for you. Ah,
2: because yeah, they were at that Waterman safety thing, him, Shane, and Wassel. Right. And they did that, and they said... Our thing ends at like 9 o'clock in the morning. You think you can, I was like, yeah, it's kind of late, but yeah, let's go try it out. So I picked them up and we went up there. And it was one of those magical days up there. There were sheep everywhere and big sheep. Wow. And I didn't have my bowl. And so we're driving up the road in the section called the Koas on
0: uh, our family property. And Which is a beautiful 5,000-acre ranch. It's, it's up, gorgeous. Up high on the slopes of Mauna Loa. Yeah, Absolutely it's stunning.
2: Hokukano Ranch, man, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's really, really beautiful. They they do a Royal Hawaiian sandalwood production up there now. That's uh-huh. what's going on. But yeah, so we drove up to this area of the koas and it's just a, basically what it says. It's these big Hawaiian koa trees with just lush grass underneath. And we're driving up and off to our right, maybe 100 yards off the road, we see two big rams. And, you know, me and Wasp, I mean, yeah, me and Wasp are just like, frothing and they are like holy crap so our plan is to go up the road because you know they see trucks mm-hmm. but what they don't like is when the truck stops right they turn on and run away yeah so if you can drive out past where they can't see you anymore
0: stop don't, and don't turn off the truck yeah
2: don't turn off the truck keep it running stop and then try and stalk them from that way mm-hmm. that's the way to go so we're driving up past these two big rams we get up and there's another herd of rams oh, above geez. them and But these ones are on the road, so they start running. Uh-huh. And so we park the truck, and me and Alex go after the herd. And Wassel's was like, I'm going to go look for these big ones. And we get close to these rams, and it's so funny because, you know, for me, it's, it's second nature, drawing back, looking through my sights. And, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't take very long because I've been doing it for so long to kind of narrow in my sights and everything. And, you know, so Alex is like, "Yeah, let's go. It's the first time he's got this bow in his hand. And he draws his bow back and it his draw has got to be like 27 inches. And uh-huh. your draw is what? 30, 31? Uh, it's like 29 something. 29. Well, yeah. This thing was way too long for him. Maybe the release was too big for him. I don't know. Yeah. But it was like, the string was like by his ear. And I'm sitting like this like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and we have these sheep that are like this ram that was probably high 20s. which is a big ram. Uh-huh. You know, like 10 yards in front of us. You know, and when we just, just one thing or another, just chased off the sheep. We had a couple of opportunities that, you know, it basically lit the fire on Alex. And now Alex is freaking horny for archery so hunting. So horny for archery. So it's, it's awesome to see, you know, from what he was to how happy and stoked he is now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then we circled around and then ran back into Tawasso and we kind of messed him up. Cause he was getting close and he actually had a shot opportunity on one of the bigger Rams, Uh which is like, I mean, it was huge. It was like a 33, 34 inch Ram. That's a big Ram. As Wassel explained it to Alex, he's all like, that's like catching a 12 foot pipeline day glassy with nobody out. Yeah. (laughs) It just doesn't happen. You know, and when it does, you get one opportunity Mm -hmm. before everybody else gets there. And, you know, we felt really, really bad that we kind of messed him up because we were sitting (laughs) on the road and we were talking stories. And then all of a sudden the sheep got up and walked away right when he was about to get ready to shoot. But so we get back in the car and we find another herd of sheep and we're trying to hustle to get in front of this herd of sheep. And I step on a lava rock and I mean, you've you've experienced the lava rocks out here. They're sharp and brittle. Um, Razor blades. It's crazy. And I fall down and one of the rock embeds himself into my hand and I'm like, Holy crap! And it starts gushing blood. So I hold, I close my hand, make a fist of the hand, and I look at Alex and Wassel, and I'm like, "I think we're done today, dude." <laughs> He's like, "Really?" He's like, "Let me look." And I open it, and it's just this gash.
0: And, and you're a fireman slash EMT, yeah. So you kind of know. So I was like, oh, "Oh, this is not a good one." Oh, this is yeah. This is this is not good. So the first thing
2: as I did is I put my thumb to try and stop the bleeding, uh-huh. and you know I could feel some rocks in there. I was like. Now Man. I gotta dig so, this out. Yeah, so I was like, "Screw that! I'm not gonna do this myself." So I close it, and then I, you know, tell them that was like, "Okay, hey, we gotta go." So you know, I dropped them off at their hotel and everything like that, and I get over to the emergency room, and <laughs> but it's, it's so deep in my hand that they didn't want to put stitches because they said if you put stitches, then it heals from the outside in, right. and you want to go from the inside out. Yeah, and so did that, and so I wasn't able to go to work, and so I called in sick for work.
0: And I'm looking at your hand right now, and it it looks like it's a good two-and-a-half-inch long gash. Oh, yeah. It was
2: it was a good one. Yeah. It was a really, really good one. And um, But yeah, so I called in sick, and I don't normally go out to bars and stuff like that, but I called well, up my cousins. You did. <laughs> yeah. I called up my cousin and my sister-in-law. They were working <laughs> at one of the restaurants, so I went down there, had a couple of drinks, and then I went over to a place called Sanse's, which... Mm-hmm. Which at the time was like Honoka High School's class reunion every Friday and Saturday yeah, night. Every
0: Friday. So, Some of the best sushi around. Yeah. You know, they have karaoke. It's, it's it's great.
2: I mean, yeah, the sushi is awesome. And there's always pretty ladies there. Always. 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 You know, and the funny thing is, I tell solemnly this, is like, I went there because a friend called me to say, come pick me up. Uh-huh. So I said, shoot, I'll be over there in a little bit. I had a couple of drinks. I was... You know, I wasn't intoxicated because I don't drive under the intoxication of alcohol. <laughs> but, no, please um, don't. What is that? So I get over there and, you know, what? of course, I see everybody from Honokan. I'm saying how's it to everybody. And this one guy that used to work with me is all like, bro, there's some hot chick over here. I was like, oh, yeah? He's all like, yeah, you got to meet her. I was like, shoots. So I walk around and sure enough, here comes Sonali. And I'm like, holy shit. Damn! <laughs> Damn! I'm like she is, and you know, Big Island. We've got some beautiful women, but when you get like something that you haven't seen, yeah, that's also, she's she's exotic looking. She's super exotic looking, and no one has ever seen her, right? You know, so therefore she's new. She's she's fresh, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, oh. so I was like, up first <laughs> and last, <laughs> exactly. So he's like, hey "Hello, my name is Justin," and she's like, "Oh, my name is Sonali." You know, and me having a couple of drinks. It's like, that's weird that you say your first and last name. But my last name is Lee, too. She's like, no, my first name is Sana Lee. And my last name is Quan Fet. I was like,
0: oh. Uh-huh. And then I just felt like an idiot. Well, and then you start thinking about when you guys are going to be married. Yeah. Sana Lee. <laughs> that's what I, that's what it's a everybody says.
2: Everybody from that moment forward has all been like, oh, when you guys get married, it's going to be Sana Lee Lee. Sana Lee 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 Lee. He's like yes, yes, you're so creative, but it, yeah, and then and you guys did a year ago, yeah, we got married, next month will be one year september twenty sixth will be one year that's so awesome it's been a, it's been a crazy, crazy year we've been this year has been so busy, mm-hmm. we've been traveling all over the place and stuff like that,
0: yeah, like what we were mentioning earlier is you're a fireman, you're an e m t um you're also one of the most badass, freaking hunting and spear fishermen on the planet, <laughs> your, uh, your walls are littered with monster freaking rams, deer, eh, whatever you've gone after, it's on your wall. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't have a chance <laughs> if you're around. I've been lucky enough
2: that I found some stupid animals out there that stupid have gotten me get close. Ass.
0: You're just freaking good, dude. Uh, you're sponsored by a company called Hex.
2: Yeah, so actually Hex just just at the start of this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing is they do. They they
2: first started off um, in the hunting world. And if you're not familiar with Hex, it's they patented a way to put a Faraday cage um, into uh, camouflage. And what the Faraday cage is, it's like the door of your microwave. If you look into the door of your microwave, there's a, a grid pattern. And what that grid pattern is, is it doesn't allow the microwaves to come out of the microwave and harm you and the same thing the humans give off an electrical output you know and so what this faraday cage like kind of
0: a magnetism
2: type thing sort of um you know And they say animals that have like the sixth sense you know for some reason you know if a deer is walking down the trail the wind is in your favor you're wearing perfect camouflage you're staying perfect still you know there's no way that he can pick you up but yet he knows something is not right. Mm -hmm. And they turn around and walk the other way. And they believe that that's that they're picking up your electrical output. You know, um, waterfowl is scientifically proven to see this. And, you know, I don't know if that's what dogs feel with like epileptic people. You Uh know, they have, they can sense when a seizure is coming on.
0: Or sense when an earthquake is coming.
2: Exactly. Like they just can have that sixth sense. And I don't know if it's just an electrical field that they imbalance in it that they're picking up. Mm -hmm. But so they, they put that into... Camouflage, and now all of these outdoorsmen, you know, and bird watchers and stuff are having these amazing encounters with wildlife that they never had before. Well, I've
0: seen the videos where they're wearing these suits and they're super lightweight suits. Oh, yeah. And they walk straight up to the animals. It's Literally, crazy. Literally, they're looking at the animals, are looking at you, and you're like almost pet them and pull their tail. You're it's, so close.
2: It's amazing. It's, you know, I think a lot of people will see that and stuff. and Have think, you had that? I've had, I've had access deer and axis deer i think is is like the
0: toughest deer ever the the biggest test for everything and even
2: jason medaris which is this i mean badass um deer hunter on lanai Lanai. yeah you know he wore it with us earlier this year for a hunt that shane and i did with the hex guys and jason was all like it's crazy it the the axis deer give you like three or four seconds longer than they normally would and for an archery hunter that's all you need yeah. That extra three seconds to settle your pin and squeeze your trigger.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, there's so many times where you're hunting and you draw back. You're like, shit, if I just had one or two more seconds.
0: Another second to range it. Yeah. Make sure I got the right range. Exactly. Or set that pin. Look at that. Settle my pin level. completely. Yeah. Make sure
2: everything by bubble is like what you're saying. Just make sure all your checks are in a row before you pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. You know, and so they've taken that and put it in a wetsuit. Wow. That same material. And so it's it's breaking the news. I mean, not breaking the news. It's it's uh, I guess breaking the news. It's it's breaking new boundaries in um, in not interactions. just hunting, but in yeah spearfishing in interactions with everything now. You know, um, and do you notice that the fish um, can
0: tell the difference?
2: The fish, you know, I don't know if it's that because I've I've gotten a lot of. Um, Really close, interesting um, interactions with a lot of fish. The craziest thing I've ever had is with sharks and stingrays. When I was in New Zealand, let me to stop. No, keep oh. on talking. That's
0: my refrigerator beeping. I got to go
2: close the door. <laughs> when uh, I was in New Zealand earlier this year, we were at this place called the Poor Knights and we were diving with stingrays. And stingrays and sharks, it's scientifically proven that they use electrical. Sensories to pick up what fish are injured out of the school this and that and I was lying there and they said if you stay really still The stingrays will swim up to you and I was lying on the bottom and the stingray Glided over my head from my head all the way to my ass and then kept swimming And I was like that was nuts and then I just stayed there and didn't move And then a second one came over and I took my hand and just dragged it underneath his body Mm -hmm. And he bit my hand What? Yeah I got freaking the tips of my fingernail got smashed because they have like crunchers uh-huh. for teeth. Where they crunch like shells because they're yeah, like bottom. Feeders. They're bottom feeders. Yeah. It crunched my freaking fingertips. It was freaking
0: mental. Wow. Yeah. It was. It was. It was nuts. What about a shark? And then um, the day prior to that, I, I would be freaking shitting my pants if a shark came that <laughs> close to me. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, were. Let me nibble on you. <laughs> <laughs> we were diving um,
2: at this other place, and we were spinning these yellow. Yellowtails or kingfish or hamachi uh-huh. or whatever you want to call them. Best Delicious fish. The fish. So good. Oh, my God. But we found this huge school. And uh, if you look on my Instagram, there's a video of me shooting one of these in the uh-huh. school. of got to be a thousand of them. And there were so many. But anyway, we were there sitting there. And my really good friend Kylie Umeta over here, that spearfishes. I mean, when it comes to women spear fishermen in the world, she has to be the best. If she's not the best, she's top two or three. And what's her name?
0: Kylie Umeta. Kylie Umeta, She's this little five-foot firecracker. Oh, she's the one that's came over to the house before with you. Uh, Yeah, she's the one that picked me
2: up and took me to the airport. Yeah. Yeah, she is amazing, spirit fisherman. I mean, and people always are like, she's pretty good for a girl, huh? I was like, no, she's just good, bro. She's just good. She's just badass. She's that girl. You know, she's she's very, very good. I mean, the accolades that she has are like a mile long. Uh She's got world records. She's got international championships underneath her. She's got national championships, state records. Wow. You know, she's... She's legit. She's totally, totally legit. But so we're down there. She's on the hex team as well. We're down there and she shoots this beautiful kingfish. And uh, our friend Mike Hong, which is this photographer, goes and says, hey, let's take some pictures. So they go down and start taking pictures. And so she swims down to like 30 feet to turn around and look at Mike Hong to start taking pictures. And this like 9, 10 foot mako shark is following Mike Hong. Mike Hong has no idea that this shark is off his back. No way. And Kylie is sitting there, you know, and in her eyes, she's all like, my friend is going to get fucking eaten right now. Right. You know, so she's looking up going, oh my God. And she starts pointing and she takes the fish and she throws it. And this is like, like a 40 pound fish. Uh-huh. She throws the fish off to the side to hopefully get the shark's attention. Uh-huh. And Mike turns to his, his right. And when he turns to his right, the shark is on his shoulder. His peck fin, rubs his shoulder. No way. And is like, holy shit. And then sees the, the, the dead fish, swims over and grabs the fish. Is he wearing hacks? Yeah, we're all wearing hacks. Okay. Well, all of us but one person is wearing hacks. And so we get to the surface, and it's, or she gets to the surface. As soon as she gets to the surface, she yells, help. And, you know, it's, that's your buddy yelling, help. Yeah. You got to fucking go. So I sprint over there. As soon as I get over there, I look down below them, and there's this huge mako shark. It's like, what the hell is that sticking out of his mouth? And he's got the whole 40-pound fish in his mouth.
0: And they have some of the gnarliest teeth on the They can't close planet. their
2: mouth. There's so many freaking teeth in their mouth. They can't yeah. close their fucking mouth. And, you know, they have this 40-pound fish in his mouth. And the only reason he can't swallow it all the way is the spear shaft is through the head and so it's having a hard time swallowing it because the spear shaft won't let it go by Uh you know it's a five foot long spear shaft right you know and she's all like fuck this and so i grabbed the shooting line from her and i've got her gun in in my hand and then all of a sudden everybody that was in the water there was like seven of us in hex suit and one camera guy that wasn't in a hex suit and so we're diving around and you know we're just in awe of this beautiful freaking creature i mean it's you know, now you feel safe because you're one of eight people in the water now. And yeah. I mean, whether it's safe a false bird. safe. Yeah, yeah. A false sense of security because he could have picked out one of us at any time. <laughs> but, you know, we'd come down and then the shaft got like stuck in his mouth and we freed it up and stuff. But it was crazy. So there's seven of us in hex suits. And there's one guy without a hex suit and the camera guy. And he's there filming. And every time the shark would come out and check us out with the hex suit, he'd come in and come close in some swim away. Like all cool. And then he would see the guy that didn't have a hex suit, cameraman. and zoom to him, like he could sense that that's that's a living thing, right? That's that's a motherfucking dinner over
0: there. So the guy that was originally getting stalked by that mako shark, yeah, you don't think that mako shark was trying to eat him? He just oh, wasn't if he really wanted to aware eat him, yeah, of him being there,
2: and I think it was he. You know, it's it's not a Harry Potter suit. It's uh-huh. not. You know, I think a lot of people confuse it with a Harry Potter suit. They put it on and then they can go freaking hump a deer if they want to. Sure. You know, but what it does is allows, you know, it's like, you know, if, if I take away your eyesight mm-hmm. and I put a dog next to you, you know, it smells like a dog. You can maybe taste it, if anything. It sounds like a dog and it feels like a dog. Mm-hmm. But you aren't 100% certain that that's a dog right. because you can't see. it. If you can do f- four out of the five senses telling you it's a dog you're pretty comfortable that it's a dog, but you're not a hundred percent. Right. So I think that what the hex suit does is it takes away one of those senses, you know, and they're pretty sure it's something, but they aren't completely sure. Right. You know, and I think, so when the shark was coming up, he probably was just like, what's going on here? Mm. I can smell the fish. And these two things, I've seen them before probably. I know but, their shapes. Yeah, yeah. I know their shapes. I don't know exactly what they are. So when he was swimming with, Mike's shoulder and then looked to his right And then saw this fish He went and tried to go get dinner And then when we had the group of us all in hex suit He's all like well I've seen those things are, And they have pointy things in their hand called spears I don't want to play with them But this guy over here He's got a heartbeat Heartbeat means dinner uh-huh. you know. And, would, every time, and they're sensing and, through their noses yeah, yeah Every time he would go up there And we would have to crash in on him And poke the fish away Toke the shark away And he could go back to the kingfish, try to eat the fish. And then when he'd look up and get tired of trying to chew on the fish with the shaft, he would come back up and go straight for that guy. It was crazy.
0: How deep of water were you guys in?
2: Oh, we were in a couple hundred feet deep. I mean, I think there was a pinnacle that came up to 140 feet, which was just loaded with fish. Could you see? Oh, you could. I could go lie on the bottom.
0: Huh. But there was so much fish over there. It was crazy. Wow. Have you um, had any other real scary moments with sharks, or just scary moments in general being out there in the water? I know you spend a lot of time <laughs> in the water.
2: I do, and you know, and the, the cool thing is, you know, growing up here as a local boy in Hawaii, yeah. you know, you you spend a lot of time in the water, so you get very very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then I swam in the pools, so I feel very very confident in my water swimming ability. And there isn't many situations that I get scared, but there was one time where I was diving with my buddy Ace off of his boat. Yeah. And uh, it was just me. I was going to go night dive for lobster out here. And um, so I had a spear in my hand, a bag, and my flashlight. And night diving's sketchy as it is. Oh, yeah. Well, you only can see where your light is shining, right? right? So you're sitting there, and Ace drops me off on this ledge just Key Holo, which is on the west side of the
0: island. Tiger Sharks
2: Central, it's, I think that's where they do all the tagging. That's where they tag the tiger sharks and mark them and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a ledge that's just perfect for sharks. It goes from shallow to deep. Mm-hmm. So the sharks can cruise in the deeper and come up in the shallows. I mean, it's, there's a lot of fish around, so there's One a of lot the turtles. of fools and A lot of turtles. Yeah. A lot, a lot we of turtles. We had a shark attack
0: there a couple of years ago. Yeah.
2: yeah. The guy's hand got bit. Yeah, arm. Arm, arm, arm got bit. Yeah. But so, yeah. So he drops me off and I'm diving by myself and the winds are a lot stronger than we thought we were going to be that night. And he's going to go fish for Minpachi, which is this red soldier fish, big Mm. eyes, kind of a prized fish out here in Hawaii. And so he drops me off and the wind is cranking like 20, 25 knots and he's getting blown on it. And so he drops me off. I'm jumping in the water and I'm diving along. I'm in the water for like 10 minutes. You know, and I got some fish in my bag and everything, and I look down and there's a moo or an emperor fish, which is usually pretty deep, but in the shallow, in the nighttime they come up and feed and stuff. And I went down as I'm loading my three-prong, cocking my spear, I accidentally hit the the light switch and my light turns off. And it doesn't turn back on. Oh shit. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm spinning. Like what time of night is this? Oh, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Holy shit. So it's like the darkest of dark that it could be dark No moon the, Well, you don't want moon When right. you're night diving, you don't want any moon The darker the night, the better it is for you ah. And, you know, so I'm sitting there like this And it's howling winds And I can see Ace's boat And his boat is like two two 250 yards, you know, away And so That's a long ways At nighttime, it's pretty far <laughs> That's far in the <laughs> you know? day. And I'm sitting like this, like, frick what the <laughs> fuck am I gonna do now? So, you know, the water's you already do, really choppy. Yeah, all you can do is start swimming towards him. Of course, he's getting drifted out just as fast as anything else because the wind is going so strong. Right. So, he, that 200 yards now is 400. And
0: and all of a sudden, he's
2: far away, and I can barely see his lights on top of the water. Wow. And I'm sitting like this, like, fuck, he's gonna come get me. And you're headed towards Kona. I think I'm heading towards Kona. I don't know where <laughs> I'm going. You know, and I'm in the middle, and I'm sitting like this, and I'm like, yeah, okay, he's he's gonna come look for me, uh-huh. and I don't want to be swimming where I probably shouldn't be, or where he doesn't think that I will be, because I don't want him to run me over. It's nighttime, yeah. So he, luckily, he marked the spot where he dropped me off, and so when he went back to the spot where he dropped me off, he didn't see my light in the water, and then he told me he then he started freaking out, and so he started doing uh. a little grid pattern, you know, getting smaller and smaller, and you know, it's like 20 minutes has passed now. And in in his shining a
0: flashlight, he's got
2: a spotlight and he's trying to shine around the look for me and stuff like that. But it's choppy. And And you're shitting your pants right now. Oh, I'm sitting there like this, like, yep, this is probably how I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) die. You know, and so I'm sitting there like that. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, he's doing bigger grades and he's getting closer. And I start yelling as loud as I can. Uh And he says that he could hear me. But he couldn't make out the direction of where I was. Wow. You know, So and he didn't want to try and Zoom someplace in fear that he was going to run me over. Uh-huh. And But he ends up picking me up like close to 30 minutes later. Jeez. And uh, he's like, bro, I was so close to calling the Coast Guard. Calling the Coast Guard, calling your dad, telling him, I lost your son. Could you even see shore?
0: You could see the lights at Waikoloa Village. Wow. That's the only so lights that you could see. It? You know, and you're probably going the opposite direction from him. Yeah, I was so going. So they're getting farther away.
2: When he picked me up, when he dropped me off, I was in twenty four, twenty five feet of water. When he picked me up, I was in like six hundred feet of water. Holy shit! Yeah, I had drifted. That's how strong the wind was. I was drifted so far off ashore in thirty minutes that I was. Were you always looking down in the water? But it didn't you can't matter. You anything. couldn't see
0: any. Anyway. I couldn't.
2: I couldn't put. The only reason I could see my hand is because it blocked the lights from. Like, I could see the cars driving on the highway.
0: Now, did you have fish strung up? I had, um
2: what is that? I had one lobster, because I just started jumping. Thank God I just started diving. If yeah. I had more stuff in my bag, I would have been, I would have dropped the bag, guaranteed. Guaranteed. <laughs> I had one lobster and I think an Uhu, you know, in my bag. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like this. But, I mean, as far as just being petrified, that was one of the times where I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. You know we just had that Mokulele Airlines. Oh, yeah. Just Not, no, Mo- oh, Mokula, wait, two weeks yeah, ago. Two of his pilots yeah. you know, went down in the water, and they were in the water for 22 hours. You know, It wasn't on a Mokulele. They, they rented a flight. It yeah. wasn't on the plane or anything like yeah. that. It was just the two of them in
0: this small little plane. But it went down. And they were, I think, were 26, 27 miles out to sea. I have no idea how far yeah. they were. But any, it was a long way. Anytime
2: you're out there for 22 hours at a time and bleeding. No way! Yeah, the the there, so there's a guy pilot and a girl pilot. The girl right. pilot, upon impact, whacked her head
0: Ooh. and was bleeding from her face. Did they have life jackets? All that kind they of stuff. They had
2: life jackets, but supposedly the life jacket that the guy had had a hole in it. No. no.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, so the you know, I watched the interview I the other day. Wo- I always
0: worry about that stuff when I'm flying in a island. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Or yeah. anywhere. Yeah, any, Just because we live in the middle of the ocean, we're like the farthest away from anybody in the world. You know,
2: I mean, that's the thing is like 22 hours of floating in the ocean. Jeez. And they said that the Coast Guard flew over them a couple of times, mm-hmm. up, you know, like right over them. But they didn't, did not get found? They, they didn't have any streamers with them. Their lights were dead. No flares. They didn't have any flares. I mean, they went down pretty fast. Yeah. So, you know, that's what they said is make sure that you got all your safety shit before you get on a plane. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have flares, they didn't have anything So, I mean, had they had the flares Because they followed all the protocols mm-hmm. You know, they declared they're in trouble and Then um, an SOS or, I don't know, state of emergency We're going down, mayday, mm-hmm. mayday, sort of thing And then they got, you know, so the Coast Guard yeah. was there quickly But with the glare at the end of the day They just couldn't get found that is so scary. You know, like, I think of, like, my crazy attempt at, like, 30 minutes of being
0: out there shedding there's my pants. Some, there's some gnarly sharks out there. Oh. Not just tiger sharks, but you have oceanic yeah. white tips. You got your makos out here. Makos. They uh, see great the whites blues. every now and then. Oh, yeah. Great whites. There's monsters out there. Killer there's whales. Everything out there. Everything.
2: And the girl got stung by a box of jellyfish. Jeez. And she still has the scars on her arms now from... What was that? Three weeks ago, it's still <sighs> scarred on her arm from the box jellyfish. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. And you, you're sponsored by Mokulele Airlines, so I am. you get to fly on their airlines all the time. Well, their pilots Did, are amazing. Right. Did yeah. you get to see her and see the scars?
2: No, no, no. I just saw the interview. I wish. Yeah. They, I think they're going to start flying. I said they're going to start flying again for Mokulele in like the middle of August. Uh-huh. So your next Mokulele flight. Might be with that. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm flying Look, in the middle of August. Exactly. Look for the local girl from Kona. Okay. She got scars on her left arm. Wow. And then Holly uh, Boy, local Holly Boy from North
0: Shore of Oahu. Jeez. Yeah. That's so scary. So many. Any other shark incidences for you? Um, well, one Why day I was, you see some big tigers out there.
2: One day I was diving with uh, my friend Kylie up on the Hamakua side. Uh huh. And it was like one of the first time diving we ever did together. And whenever I dive with my friends, like I always like swim into their sides or grab their fin or- Just fuck with just them. Just fuck with them, you oh, know? Yeah. And it just, it just breaks up the dive and you you know, you get, oh, and then you just laugh. <laughs> and uh, you know, so if, look, we first started diving, you know, and there was this huge turtle that was following us, uh-huh. you know? and. Um, the water wasn't super super clean, so we were on the surface, and the turtle was coming in at us on the surface. And I was like, "Kali, Kali, Bani, bang. She freaked out. She turned all. She sees this big shape coming towards her. She puts her head on the water. It's a turtle, and she's like, "Fuck her," you know. And then <laughs> for the whole rest of the dive, like whenever she saw something, I would pull it out of her hands, or you know, happen like fuck with yeah, it. had like four or five dives, four or five times throughout the dive, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm pow, uh-huh. pow. Not gonna do that anymore." And uh, so it was like the last. Maybe fifty yards before we got out of the water, and I saw a nice uhu. And my neighbor asked for an uhu before we went diving, mm-hmm. and they're notorious for bleeding a lot and okay. just. So I was like, I try to wait to shoot those before I right before when I get out of the water. Close to
0: shore by the boat? Um,
2: yeah, fifty yards off of shore. So we're in like eighty feet of water, Hamakua side. Okay, you know. So I went down, shot this blue uhu and stuff like that. As I'm like coming off, and it rips off. Oh shit. And you don't want to leave something wounded there. Right. So we're there searching. So she and I are searching for it underneath the rock. This and that. We can't find it. And we're at the surface. And, you know, she's like from me to five, six feet away. Mm-hmm. And I look up and behind her, like maybe seven, eight feet behind her, is this like 14-foot tiger shark. Holy I mean, it's a behemoth <laughs> tiger shark. couple it's, thousand pounds. Oh, huge. It's like yeah. a freaking Dodge truck swimming behind her, uh-huh. right? So I was like, oh, and I start pointing behind her. And she goes this, oh, and she shows me the middle finger because I've been crying wolf the whole fucking day. And I was like, no, 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 really Turn behind you. Around. And so when she turns behind her, it's only like five feet away from her. Oh, fuck. You know, so I swim up to the side of her and we look at her and the shark, you know, it's just curious, probably just want to see where sure. we are as well. And so sees us, turns around and then disappears into the murk. And she's like. Are we going in now? I was like, yeah, let's go in. So we go in and she's like, you fucker. I thought, oh, you fucker. She's like, that shark was huge.
0: I was all like, yeah. She's Especially all like, if you, after you fucked with her so many oh, times. Oh, the whole
2: time. And she, she's all like, no more. Okay, no I'm more. i so there. not diving no with more. you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck, the worst, the scariest
2: that someone's ever did this, my buddy Spencer Haskins, guy from uh, Pohola side, we're diving. And I hadn't seen him. You know, we try to dive relatively close to one another, you know, mm-hmm. just in case something happens, the buddy system. And I hadn't seen him for about 45 minutes, you know, and it's just in your head. And I got fish on my belt. So a lot of fish. And, you know, we're like, and you just second guess yourself. And sure. it's like, oh, there's sharks. There's got to be something around. Yeah. And this guy comes from behind me as I'm breathing up because there's some fish down that I want to go try and check out and try and spear. So I'm sitting up there. And when I breathe up, I get really relaxed. So I let my arms hang. And I just sit there and get really, really into the zone as I breathe up. And it usually takes me, you know, two minutes to breathe up or so. You know, you just try to get into the zone. And so I'm in there, and I'm ready to start to dive. And this guy swims in from the side, full charge, headbutts me into my ribs. And I freak the fuck out. No way. How big was he? No, it was just my buddy. Oh, okay. You know, I I mean, just frozen, and I thought I was going to die, but...
0: That's neither here or there. That's nuts. You know, there's so many freaking predators in and out of the water. And yeah. that's one of the things is when we're hunting, whether it be hunting for um, fish underwater mm-hmm. or hunting for elk over yeah. on the mainland, you always got to watch your back. You got to. Could be a giant tiger shark, could be a mountain lion or a wolf. Or a bear. Yeah. There's so many different things I want to eat. see so you were in that, Idaho. Oh, you? yeah. Idaho is like freaking getting run over by wolves right now. Dude, it's scary as hell. Every single time I was out there, I would come across wolves and I'm just shitting my pants. <laughs> shitting my pants.
2: Little Red Riding Hood.
0: Oh, my gosh. What are some of the, uh, you know, you've, you've shot a lot of animals mm-hmm. in and out of the water. What are some of the more amazing ones that you've missed? Oh. Missed.
2: I gotta say the most, you know, like, you know, you get those those times where it just kind of you're trying to, you know, like the turning point, and the, the biggest turning point was when I was elk hunting up uh, in Colorado, and I had this one huge, of my favorite animals. Oh style. my god, elk hunting is so much fun. The way you get to interact with them. Oh yeah, they're so big and majestic. So big, and you know we're coming down into this basin and we it's all foggy in this morning and uh, we're walking down and you know, I'm sitting there and waiting for my buddy to catch up to me. And I bugle just cause I want to see if there's anything down there. And just the whole Valley starts to erupt. I'm like, Holy shit. It's game on. Uh-huh. You know, and I get to, my buddy catches Full up to time. me. Oh, my buddy Todd catches up to me. I was like, Todd, watch this. And then not even two seconds after I'm done, four or five go off in the Valley. And, you know, we're like freaking kids in a toy store. It's like, oh, yeah. oh, my
3: oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
2: You know, just letting our nerves get way too amped out. And was that excited. your first elk hunt? Uh, yeah, it was my first legitimate elk hunt. And the first time, like, I saw elk. Like, I went on elk hunts and just never saw anything. But this is the first time I went and saw elk. And we get to this spot. The By the time we get to the bottom of the valley, the, the fog clears. And we find this little spot right above the tree line Where there's like three trees and a big rock And I was like this is our perfect ambush spot And we can see the the elk and stuff They're probably like 200 yards away Mm -hmm. And so I bugle one time and my buddy Starts cow calling and also my buddy's like He's coming And I look up and over the ridgetop That's coming all you see is the top of his horns Then the middle of his horns His ears, head, and then his whole body And as he's on this trail I look on the trail and I was like holy shit
0: beating out of your chest at this point
2: ridiculous dude i yeah. can't even hear myself it's just all here is do, 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 do. <laughs> you know and i'm like okay in my head i'm like i'm sitting behind this big rock i was like i have to stand up to clear the rock when he goes behind that tree i'll stand up draw back when he comes out of the tree i'll fucking soak him mm-hmm. and uh so he comes out, comes out past the tree perfect broadside. it was like freaking truth about bulls primo style You know, it was like video perfect. Comes out broadside, looks like he's looking for cows behind us, Uh has no idea we're there. And I don't even remember aiming. I freaking drew my bull back when I was supposed to draw back. And when I saw him, I had the meanest case of buck fever. Didn't even aim, pulled the trigger on my release and my world came crashing down. I shot high. The bull ended up being at 36, 37 yards away. And oh. I shot over his back. And you never missed, dude. Fuck, dude. It's from that day. From that day on, that's it. Was like from that day on when I missed that that bull. That means I shot like
0: five. How feet old high. were you? Like twenty six. Not that long ago. No. So from in the last six years, you just said,
2: "I." From that point on, I was all like, "Fuck it! Don't let your your nerves get above." More than you can handle. Yeah. Settle everything down before you aim. You know, my uncle Jeff told me, you know, a long time ago, he's all like, when you draw back, look at that thing and say, you're going to fucking die. Yeah, And, you know, that's just going through your checklist and thinking you're, you're going to fucking die. You're going to fucking die makes you just zone in. I love and you're it. you're good to go. You know, and that was the biggest thing was just like. And since that, you know, I've been. Lucky enough and gotten some really big axis deer, some huge mouflons. You know, I want to go back and
0: chase some some elk. That's that's the next thing. But
2: I know I go I go every single year.
0: Yeah, and I just love it so much. Being up there in those mountains, hearing those things just roar and bugle their freaking brains out, dude. It's it's so amazing. I shot one the first time I went. I ended up losing it. So bummed. Yeah, I shot the thing just. It was so close. It was from here to my wall right there. And, uh, and, uh, and his was, wall
2: is seriously like seven steps away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and this thing was so big and majestic, and I nailed the thing. And it was such an insane blood trail. Went all the way around, followed this. It, it looked like a murder scene, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it went downhill and then went uphill. Oh. And when it went uphill... It just started going into little tiny microscopic drops Ugh. until it was gone. I could never find it. I was so bummed. I was just heartbroken. Oh, I could only imagine. Heartbroken. But I've been going every year since. You got to keep going. Still hasn't sealed the deal yet, but I think I'm going to end up switching from Idaho. Yeah. I might be going to Montana next. I hear Montana is
2: action. Colorado is a lot of fun. The cool thing with Colorado is there's no wolves. Yeah. Which is, so the elk herd is doing really, really well. And the wolves you can, are so bad. They're they're It's like our wild dogs here. Yeah. You know, in Hawaii, we have wild feral dogs, just people's hunting dogs that get loose, right? Yeah. And up on my dad's property, you'll see a pack of them, and they'll run through a herd of sheep and kill babies like it's their fun. Yeah. Just kill them and keep running. Yeah. You know, where a cat will kill and eat or a bear will kill and eat. A dog is just having fun.
0: hmm Yeah, I was, there was everywhere I went. You know, and they're crying, they're screaming. Ar, ar, <laughs> just like on TV. Really? Oh yeah. You're seeing the tracks everywhere and when those wolves come into town, all the elk, they're gone. They're thirty miles away at that point. <laughs> they're just poom, digging out. Or they hide super, super, super deep uh-huh. into the really, really thick stuff and they go quiet. Uh-huh. This last year they were only they would only bugle, Hey, we got a special guest caller right now. What Hold on that? just a sec here. Um, I think he wants to ask you a couple of questions. Um, Billy Kemper, welcome to Dose. Hello, there, sir. Welcome to Doze. <laughs> Holy nose. shit, Billy Kemper. So we got Billy Kemper on. He is a professional big wave surfer, but he's a badass spear diver, spear fisherman, just like Justin here. He's a good friend of ours. And when I when he heard that I was doing a podcast with you, Justin, today he wanted to jump on <laughs> and uh, ask you a couple of questions. Why
2: did you jump out over here and jump on a plane, man?
3: I, I literally was almost thinking that it could have been a really good idea to have <laughs> me and you there live together. But I wanted you to explain and kind of uh, so this one time, let's let's start talking about Justin. <laughs> so I uh, was that a very special time in, Of Justin's life And um, his brother Started telling me this story About a, a coconut tree
2: You don't need to talk about that
3: Some photos <laughs> And roughly a account to a magazine So I'd like Justin to share with Holy
1: everyone shit. This
3: story It's it's something you guys will never <laughs> Ever forget And when you see Justin Lee for the rest of his life oh. You'll always remember him as the
0: coconut tree hugger. What a dick. <laughs> what a dick. I love it. So Justin, you're going to have to jump in and, oh my and God. kind of tell us a story here.
2: <laughs> Fuck
0: it is. So this
2: is what my older brother... <laughs> this is the story my older brother decides to say at my wedding day. you, And so he goes up and my older brother... I mean, as only my older brother can, but he tells this story. And basically what it was is... So I've just got back from college and from Seattle. I just moved home and I'm living on Oahu, you know, struggling, being a busboy at the waiter and stuff like that. And one of the waiters is this photographer and he's all like, hey, Justin, um, I'm doing this uh, this book called Kaneo Hawaii, which in English means men of Hawaii. (laughs) I'm doing this book. Are you interested in modeling for it? I was all like, you know, at first I was like, I don't know. And he's all like, it pays 400 bucks an hour. I was all <laughs> like, shit, yeah. Fuck yeah, for sure. I don't have to, I mean, I'm not, there's no other guys that I'm going to be holding, right? He's like, no, 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 no. He said, but they'll be they'll be nude. Don't worry, they'll be classy nudes. I was like, okay. And so I freaking talked to my older brother. I was like, hey, Brandon, um, yeah, this guy, Jason, you know, he he's talking about, paying me 400 bucks an hour to do this photo shoot and my fucking brother knows who jason is and uh-huh. jason is this he's as, as homosexual as homosexuals can come
0: <laughs> flaming
2: <laughs> flaming hardcore flaming you know and brandon knows this and a couple of brandon's friends have already taken pictures with this guy and every time his friends go and take pictures with this guy he tells them, "Bro, it was it was kind of gay." Like he had me in these weird fucking positions and taking these pictures, you know, but my older brother doesn't say that to me. He's like, yeah, you should do it, dude. For sure. it will be great. Good money. For sure. I was like, okay. So I called Jason. I was like, yeah, I'll come call the guy up. I'll be like, yeah, I'll come do it. And he's like, okay. So he's like, meet me at this time. So I show up and I'm in my board shorts and stuff like that. And, you know, at first he gives me a pair of jeans to wear, and he's like, take your shirt off and go take a picture over here. Skinny jeans. Well. Yeah, the tight ones. fucking little tight ones. Same one, the ones that Billy
0: wear all the time? Oh, yeah.
2: Minus the minus the cowboy hat.
0: <laughs> Don't be jealous of my bulge, <laughs> <dozer. laughs> well, In your hat, right?
2: <laughs> but, yeah, so I freaking started off, and I was like, this isn't so bad. And he's like, okay. And he's like, well, the next costume. And he hands me this fucking... Thong, this guy thong, <laughs> that is all chicken feathers,
3: <laughs>
0: like
2: fucking rooster feathers, going straight up, and I'm like, "There's no way, I'm not wearing this, bro." I was like, I'm "Not gonna do." It. He's all like, "Okay, um how about you wear this?" And it's just this pareo. I was like, "Okay, I'll just wear the pareo." So I had to wear this pareo and stuff like that, and then he's all like, "Okay, you know, it's." You know, you knew it was going to be nude. He's like, well, I'd rather be nude than in that fucking thong. <laughs> you know, I'm not wearing that thing. He's like, okay, then let's start the nude photos. And so I'm thinking nude photos and I'm fucking, you know, well, there's this one that I'm straddling the fucking coconut tree. Like, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. Now, you know, you'd look back on it and you're like, what the fuck was do you, I doing? Do you still have those photos?
0: No, they're gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find them. We're going to put them up on the What's website. That
2: Billy and Mark freaking have been Mark looking King, for for like months now.
0: <laughs> have you found a Billy? I think I think Mark and Alex Gray both have them on their screensaver. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But fuck yeah, so like I'm straddling yeah. coconut no, trees. No, that's probably not a good thing to say, but fuck yeah, I'm straddling <laughs> coconut trees right now. Yeah, I would kind of leave that but fuck part out. <laughs> yeah, so
2: I, there's these pictures of me straddling the coconut tree. There's pictures of me like, seriously standing there with this coconut tree in front of me looking forward as he's trying to get artistic with it there's this one picture where there's stairs going into the water and i am lying down with like one knee on one stair below my ass on the other and it's just like and he's taking the picture from behind oh my god and i'm like what the fuck am i doing you know and so two and a half hours later he's like okay i was like well well i get to see the photos thank god this is before digital cam, Not, not before digital. Yeah, before freaking SD cards. Uh-huh. And it was film. He's like, yeah, for sure. Let's have all the, the negatives and stuff like that. So he gave me a pamphlet of negatives. And I was like, fuck this. So I put it in my glove compartment box. And I pick up my older brother. And my brother opens it up. And from that day forward, my brother has not let me live down that fucking day.
0: I guarantee you there's a calendar of that oh, going around He like tells somewhere. me he's all
2: like, yeah. You know what, hula's or... Is it Hula's, that gay bar that's on Waikiki? I don't know what it's called. I, I call would it have, Rainbows. I, would I don't have know. no idea. Sure, Sorry. Dozer. He's all like, yeah, Justin, I was walking by the other day and uh, your picture was on there. It said you were going to be a special guest bartender. I was like, fuck <laughs> you, Brandon.
0: That's so good. But it's,
2: I mean, the pictures are the most gay pictures in the whole world. But my, I mean, the story that Billy is talking about is because my older brother, <laughs> as amazing storyteller as my older brother is, uh-huh. he was like full on in front of 400 of my closest friends and family that nobody knew that I took this fucking photo shoot. Right. Not even my wife knew that I took this photo shoot
0: (laughs) and Brandon's freaking spilling the beans to everybody. That is so awesome. I mean, it was fucking horrible. Billy, you get, you know, you've had a lot of experiences, um, whether it be dive trips or hunting trips with Justin here. Um, Do you have any other, you know, memorable stories that you might want to share with Justin, with the audience?
3: Uh, I mean, every Jay Lee story is a good time. I'll tell the audience that. And, uh, (laughs) now Justin, that was, um, probably one of the funnier moments of, uh, our friendship. I think anyone who knows Justin and was at his wedding definitely uh, didn't forget that story and to see his older brother on the dance floor on all fours. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, my um, older brother straddling
3: the and dance Pretending floor. that there's a coconut between his legs and arms. The coconut tree was probably one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed in my life. And,
2: Mark uh, Healy was fucking yeah, losing it.
3: I don't think you could really pick a place a better place to
2: Tell that story about someone. <laughs> I swear, Mark Healy, I don't think has ever been that red in my life. I would, like I turned over and saw Mark, Billy, Tahiti, Asa, everybody over there just rolling on the ground laughing. And it was fucking I was like, Yep, that's what that's what brothers are for, right there.
0: Well, Billy, thanks for uh jumping on here with us, buddy. No problem. Anytime, I'm
3: always open for uh daily stories and those and knows. Well, I can't,
0: I can't wait for us to get together and do a podcast together because there's so much fun shit to talk about. Billy, uh, I love you. I love you too, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good one, guys. Shots, man. You good. too. Um, in the meantime, we also have another one of our friends that wants to jump on here and talk story with us. And uh, so he kind of called while we were in the middle of that little... Do hey, brother Shane, so uh you're live on the podcast with me and Justin oh, right now. Shane! Hey, those
1: knows! <laughs> those, those,
0: those knows! Welcome to the show, bro. So, this everybody, this is Shane Dorian, Big Wave Surfer, uh, good friend of ours, and I think Shane has something he wants to share or a question he might want to ask you, Justin. We just had Billy Kemper on, Shane, and uh Justin kind of had a Pull out the story about a coconut tree incident. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, Shane wasn't at the oh, wedding; yeah. he was surfing big waves someplace else, so he doesn't even know,
0: right? But uh, yeah, he had a great story of some nude photos and uh, <laughs> having to do it against a coconut tree. Amazing! Oh
3: wow! Okay. Well, I, I have a um uh. I guess I wanna I want Justin to tell a story about the one time that I was hunting with him, and we were hunting together, and. Um, he was in range on a on a ram and he wanted me to try and get the ram to stand up so he'd get a good shot opportunity and I, I used a special <laughs> call of <to> time.
2: <laughs> that was the most amazing call of all time
3: that's it that's it okay tell the story Justin I love you guys um, I'll talk to you later I'm going surfing
2: <laughs> okay Shane. buddy
0: thanks Shane uh, okay so you gotta tell the story now
2: holy shit yeah that was that was pretty amazing so like Shane and I are coming through, like, one of my favorite parts of my dad's property. It's, it's like, in the koas. It's super nice. So, but I tell him all the time, it's like, we got to walk
0: slow. Uh, the koas has, has been brought up a few times here today. It's it's the
2: greatest place ever. That's why. Yeah. It's, you know, the sheep really like it in the midday. It's nice and cool and stuff like that. But so I told him, I was like, you know, we got to, when you walk through this stuff, we got to walk really slow. Because the sheep, they lie down in the grass, and the grass can pretty much hide on them completely. Mm-hmm. And you almost step on them. And uh, so we're walking through... And all of a sudden I see a big ram and I, all I see is the base of his horns come down and then I see his flip come back up. Right. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, this, this is a big ram. This is, this is a nice one. So I tell Shane, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go in, you know, and Shane's like, yeah, for sure. So I get in, to Like, I'm close enough, but the hardest thing for a sheep to is like for them to stand up, mm-hmm. and you don't want them to stand up when you're making noise, right? Because when they stand up, they're gonna look directly at you, mm-hmm. you know. And then, basically, any movement that they're finding, they're gonna bits, especially a big old ram, mm-hmm. you know. So, I look back at Shane and I'm like, Shane, make him stand up, make him stand up. So, I draw back, and Shane's going, There, there, there. And the, the sheep doesn't stand up. And so I look at him. I was like, so I'm drawing back and all of a sudden you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> but he lets out the loudest fart. Shane does. Shane does. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm like 20 yards away from Shane. The, <laughs> a sheep,
0: fart machine. the sheep
2: is like 50 yards away from Shane because our shot was at 30 yards. And the fucking sheep stands up, perfect broadside, looks at Shane, gives me the most dreamy shot ever. And I shoot it and it runs like 20 yards and dies. And I just look back at Shane. I was like, bro. That was fucking amazing. You got to patent that shit. Like That's what we got to do, man. I don't know if we put a speaker off and he just records you
0: farting, dude, and just put it off so the animals look that way. Yeah, because he's pretty foul sometimes, too, man. <laughs> so you don't want him downwind of you. The crazy thing, too, is, you know...
2: Shane and I always talk about like, you know, you're hunting with your boys, you're farting and stuff like that. And he's yeah. all like, bro, I'm going to be 99 years old and I'm still going to fart and I'm still going to think it's funny. Always. And now whenever, the funniest things ever. whenever I'm like walking around hunting and stuff, especially if Shane's there and one of us farts, but we just stop and give it a few seconds just to giggle itself up because Hey, just to look to see if a sheep stood up. Exactly. <laughs> you never know. But that was, that was fucking all time. That sheep stood up perfectly. I mean it was there was nothing more perfect you could have asked for. It doesn't get any better. It doesn't. I mean he executed the call perfectly.
0: Yeah, you guys actually had a hunting trip last year in Maui together where <laughs> <laughs> there was it was Shane was up. Yeah. He was up to about it was a big buck. Big buck. 30 something incher.
2: 32 and a half inches actually. Wow. The crazy thing is you know Shane says i think i'm cursed on them on molly Mm -hmm. you know because he's got beautiful bucks and you know shane when it comes to hunting he is he is so geeky and nerdy about it you know in lack of a better term as you know he's he's got the best release he's got the best bow and he Mm. he not just because it is the best but it's the best for the situation that he's in. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's the arrows that he's shooting, the broadheads that he's using, you know, they've been proven to be the best. They aren't always the most expensive or whatnot, right. but they're the best, right. you know? And um, so we're sitting there and he's having problems with his first release. And the first day of our hunting trip, we're going to be there for like seven days. Mm-hmm. And his, his thumb release that he's been using. Is, it, um, is that that back tension one? N- uh, I don't or think just no. just the thumb this is his thumb release. This yeah. is before his back tension one. you know, And he's using his thumb release. And Shane's a freaking 10 ring oh, shot. He's I mean, such a good shot. He's such a good shot. And he's so technical about it and
0: stuff like that. But he's very, very, like I suck at shooting targets. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, he's just, you know, he's just on a different level than yeah. any of us. He's got that talent that it's not just in surfing. Yeah. It's it's in everything he touches, and I think it's that minus touch for him.
2: I think it's you know that big wave surfer mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as because it, it's across the board. You know, Shane, Mark, Wassel, Alex, all of these guys right. that put their life on the line every time they paddle into a wave mm-hmm. or a specific big wave. You know, they have to be able to calm themselves down. And archery hunting—that's a big part of it. Being able to calm yourself down in the situation, zoning
0: in. Being calm and just slowly releasing your arrow. Yeah, but if you've ever seen them out there in those big wave situations, it's a total different situation for those guys. Where he is amping himself up. I've seen him pulling out of barrels at cloud break just so adrenaline amped. It's like holy crap! But that's I've after. never even seen him like that before. You know,
2: but that's like after the fact. Well, because we yeah, when they kick off the wave, you know, they're screaming, they're flexing, they're claiming. Yeah. When you shoot a big buck, as soon as your arrow, you see your arrow hit where you yeah, want it. To, exactly. You know, it's that same. Oh my god! Oh my god! And you oh go into the god. shaking and, you and get exactly. the adrenaline rushes. You rush just is. you can't control it anymore. Yeah. But before everything before that, the bit their ability to zone in, and especially Shane, zone mm-hmm. in and just be precise is amazing. So he. You know, and so when something gets thrown uh, like a, a wrench in the barrel, like his release stops working, you know, it kind of throws everything off. Now it's one more step that he has to do. Right. And so we first get there on a seven day hunting trip on Maui. We're hunting big bucks and with my buddy Sean. And, you know, he's like, I haven't shot a big buck. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. He's all like, I've hunted this area. So I kind of have an idea where we should go. <laughs> so I walk in and sure enough, we find this big buck bedded down. We're like 150 yards away. Oh, he So he's got his second release in. To make sure it works, we went and shot a doe. And uh-huh. he freaking, perfect. 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 Shot the doe, dropped it 20 yards away. I mean, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. So he's got full confidence in his release. He's confident we're going in. So we have the most epic stock from 150 yards to 30 yards. It takes us like 45 minutes of belly crawling, scooting on our butts, just working the terrain to our advantage. And we find ourselves behind this clump of grass. And this buck now is lying. I think it was like 33 yards away or something mm. like that. And basically all we needed was this to stand up. Which is like perfect up. distance. Perfect. Right. You know, you're close enough so that they're not going to jump your string. You know, you're far enough away so that you've got your extra half second or whatever mm. to really zoom in and stuff like that and shoot. And so I'm sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And all he's like, all you got to do is stand up. And then, you know, I'm my, looking my head down trying to get comfortable. And he's like, he's standing up. He's standing up. So I put my binoculars on. I was like, there you go, man, 32 yards. And so when axes are usually stand up, they stand up and they rub either the right side or their left side. And he just happened to turn and rub his right side, leaving his left side completely broadside and open. Nice, and I see him start shot. to draw. because So in the bottom of my string, I can see his arrow sticking out mm-hmm. and when my, my binoculars. And so I see it start to draw back. And all of a sudden I see it lunge forward like 10 feet and go into the grass. And I'm like, Holy shit, Shane just punched his trigger on accident. I was like, reload, reload, hurry up, reload. The The deer 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 had no idea what's going on. The wind is perfect in our face. You know, the deer has no idea. Shane's like, shit in his pants right now. Oh, guarantee. Shane's all like, fuck, I don't know. And he's all like, it misfired. I was like, it misfired. I was like, reload, hurry up, reload. So now the deer is walking up to the doe. And now is at like 35 yards broadside in front of us. Uh-huh. And he goes to draw back again, and his release fails again. Uh. And the arrow goes forward like 10, 15 feet. And I look at him like, oh, I crawl back. I grab my bull. I come back to where we are. Now the deer is at like 38 yards. Like it's I my turn. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, about I gave you your two shots. I draw back. I shoot him, and he runs like 10 yards and completely cartwheels over. Oh my god! And I'm just like in disbelief and just super stoked. And Shane just starts giggling, just like you know, shaking his head. At that point, you can't do anything other than laugh about it. It's a Maui curse.
0: It is. It's. I mean, it was crazy. I remember when he had a Molokai curse in the beginning too. Oh yeah, yeah. He was having no luck on Molokai, but uh, it's a Maui curse for him right now. Yeah, as of right now. But I mean, that's okay. I was just on Maui a couple of weeks ago. And the same thing I went out with with our boy BJ. Yeah. And it was the last day of the hunt. You know, I I kept having big, giant monster bucks in front of me. Yeah. Never getting a clean shot. And that last day, I'm like 40 yards away from this nice buck. He walks right below me, really steep angle Mm -hmm. in a canyon. And I forgot to take in consideration the angle yeah you know you want to aim more like at their shoulder or at their knees yeah and i didn't do that i put the pin right where i thought i was going to go and pfft, right over its back oh. i was like fuck it the was curse. gone it was gone that's crazy yeah well you know superstars you know we've got some really really good friends yeah you and i were we're on a big group text message it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> one me. of the greatest text message it's one of ever. the greatest text message threads. it's kevin hibbard uh one of our boat fishing captains, uh, Jeff call from Maui, Dave Wassel, yourself, Shane Dorian, um, Alex and Mark used to be on it, but they kind of faded off of that. Well, because they travel and every time they travel, they're like,
2: they can't have like a hundred text messages coming in international rates. Oh, I
0: know. I was just in Australia a couple of months (laughs) ago and my phone (laughs) was just lighting up. Exactly. But, uh, we have a great, great group of friends and, uh, Love them all, man. It's amazing. We all it's, do amazing things together. And, you
2: know, and the crazy thing is, I mean, you look at, I mean, the credentials to be on that thread. Yeah. You know, I'm just stoked you guys let me be there. I mean, you got Kevin Hibber, which you kidding? Is,
0: You're incredible. Is,
2: is like this world-renowned travel-the-world fishing boat captain. Uh-huh. You know, he's caught, I don't know, how many fish on any belt, how many tournaments he's won. You got Jeff Call, which is a hunting guide slash fisherman on top of the piper he's caught the largest fish ever caught off of maui 1100 pound yeah. marlin. you know you got shane dorian he doesn't need anything you got you that freaking's got friends up to kazoo that i mean when there's a bulldozer i was gonna say when there's a golf course that needs to be made before anybody on anywhere in the state you know your name pops up as one of the guys that they want it done You got Wassel and Alex and, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. All these guys that catch huge ass waves that everybody knows who they are. And then I'm just stoked that I get to go hunting with and hang out with you guys
0: every now and then. Well, you're awesome because, you know, like I said, you're a champion spear fisherman. You've been traveling all over the world doing this stuff. And gotten pretty lucky, especially this year. And you're about to, um, you've been to New Zealand already this year. Yeah. Um, you just did a freshwater thing over in Arkansas,
2: freshwater man. nationals, man. It was crazy,
0: freshwater nationals,
2: Fucking totally different from any side of spearfishing that we do here.
0: Yeah, you go to Florida and yep, you're Florida. surrounded. I saw those videos where you were spearfishing cobia, yeah, and surrounded by sharks, bro. Oh, bullshit, that's a sea of sharks.
2: It was crazy, man. That, that.
0: That was another time how that I was How could you get in like, the
2: water? Because that's what my buddy Ryan Myers was all like, yeah, this is how we do it. I was like, okay. This is not how I you do know, it. As, you know, the the local boy from Hawaii is like, okay, sure, yeah, let's go do this. <laughs> Jump in. And, you know, he's all like, okay, so what we got to do first is call the sharks. And when you call the sharks, then the Colby will be there. When he like, whist- whistled it? Yeah. <laughs> no, you Come take here, a freaking empty water bottle and you crinkle it underneath the water. Really? And it just makes a... Sh- 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 just noise. Ah. And that, and then you grab your spear gun rubbers and you snap them. Mm. And I don't know if the sharks have gotten accustomed to hearing the snapping of the spear guns. R- remind and me thinking fish.
0: snap my spear gun rubbers or uh, <laughs> water, water, bottle. water bottles. <laughs> Bro, it was
2: crazy. And, like, these are big bull sharks, like 8 to 10 foot bull sharks that were coming up and just swarming us. I mean... Kobe are great eating fish, and it was a lot of fun. They call it the bull shark rodeo or something like that. Uh-huh. And it was, it was super cool. But I do it again, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Those videos Maybe not. were nuts. It was nuts. There was like 30, 40 bull sharks swimming around us. There was one time where I felt safer with my back up against Ryan Meyer's back, poking these fish away, uh-huh. these sharks away, than trying to swim to the boat. The boat was like 20 yards away from us, but we were getting circled By bull sharks coming in and charging us, and we were poking them with our spear gun. Wow, I mean it was mad.
0: How many? How many do you think were in the water at a time? Oh, I mean circling you
2: at least thirty. Oh my god! It was. I mean, if I had my old phone, I'd
0: show you videos that I haven't showed anybody.
2: It was mental.
0: Yeah. It was. Maybe we can. Maybe we can upload those into the website. Yeah. So people can see them. Definitely, I have those all at home. That's why. Really cool. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was. Now you're about to leave for Greece for the World Championship. Yeah. I was really, really excited. Are you excited? So excited. Yeah. So, um, August
2: 30th, I leave for Syros, Greece. And uh, it's kind of like the birthplace of spearfishing, the Mediterranean. And uh, so, World Champion of Spearfishing is kind of like, for me, it's like the Olympics when it comes to spearfishing. Uh that's, That's the pinnacle, that's the Everest. You know, And it's it's held every two years And this year it just happens to be in Greece And there's three people uh, Three divers chosen um, To represent each country And there's going to be about 24 countries there And uh, so the three divers That are going for America This year is myself This guy Ryan Myers guy guy Kevin Sakuda And then our alternate is a guy named Andrew Geist huh. And it's going to be Are deep. they all from
0: Hawaii?
2: Uh, nope Two from Florida Two from Hawaii So to get To earn a spot On the American team You have to um, Do well at two National championships And so Luckily enough I did well enough To, to earn a spot mm-hmm. And um, Yeah It's gonna be Deep diving So they say Most of the fish Are between 30 and 45 meters mm-hmm. Which is 100 to 150 feet mm-hmm. You know So it's gonna be Deep diving But it's gonna be In crystal clear water yeah. And it'll be a lot of fun. Mediterranean Yeah yeah. That's in the Greek isles. It'll be it'll be pretty epic. Did you get to take your wife with you? Um, my mom and dad, my uncle, and Sonny will be going, yeah. And
0: you're going to the Bahamas here in a couple of days?
2: I go to the Bahamas to film for a TV show called, um, what is it, Texas Trophy Hunters. Uh-huh. And in the Bahamas, you're not allowed to use a spear gun. So you're going to be using pole spears. Okay. So pole spears is basically... Like a Hawaiian sling? A Hawaiian sling. Okay. Well, there's actually two things. A Hawaiian sling is actually like a piece of wood, like a PVC pipe with a spear and a rubber you shoot your spear. Right. And then a three-prong or a pole spear is just basically what that, a pole with an uh, electrical rubber, not electrical, a surgical tube at the back they give it. And this company called Gatku Pole Spears uh-huh. um, makes, I think, the best product as far as pole spears out there. And uh, so we get to go use those and try and get, you know, 70, 80-pound groupers, you know, kubera snappers we're gonna try and get some wahoo and some mahi mahis with them mm-hmm. and of course it's lobster season so we're gonna get our fill on and bohemian lobster. so many fish out there it's a joke it's it looks like an aquarium every time i see pictures of this place and it's so we're going to this island that is this privately owned island by this i don't even know his name but his daughter is the host of the tv show mm-hmm. and it's this i mean it's his island and it's got, like, little resorts on top of the island, little bungalows around the island. It's got, like, five boats on this island.
0: Well, kind of Bora Bora style.
2: Oh, yeah. It's going to be freaking mental. Oh, my gosh. I'm jealous. I want to like, go. like, a private chef and everything like that. I mean, it's... Yeah. Dude, you're living the life. It's you're living the life. I sw- And, you know, people make fun of social media uh-huh. and make fun of my hashtag Jay Lee stories.
0: Yeah, I want to know, how did Jay stories start about?
2: Alex Gray. Yeah. You know, and the crazy thing is I owe a lot of this. Turkey melt. Yeah, turkey melt. <laughs> <laughs> I owe a lot of this to Shane. Uh-huh. You know, be, in becoming really good friends with Shane, he has opened the door to a lot of really, really good people. You know, yourself included. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of these guys, Alex Gray, yeah, I took hunting with Dave Wassel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Alex Gray, we were talking stories, and uh, he's like, bro, people got to know who you are. People got to feel this adventure. He's all like, you know... People want to hear this. I guarantee people want to know the story behind the fish or the story Mm -hmm. behind the animal, the story behind the picture. Mm -hmm. He's all like, you should write up a little thing behind your pictures. He's like, because I mean, yeah, if someone sees you with a sheep or something that you shot, like, oh, that's a cool sheep. He's all like, but. You know, up until the point of this last stock, because this is right after I took him hunting, mm-hmm. he's all like, I'd be like, oh, that's a cool rad sheep. But now I know what you have to go through it to get that sheep. Right. You know, the stalking, the crawling, getting your shot perfect, this and that. Ripping your hand open. Exactly. Shredding <laughs> it into pieces. You know, getting all of that stuff to get into this picture. People need to know that. Yeah. He says, you got to write a little story to it and call it something. Make it your own hashtag. Mm-hmm. He said, like my turkey milk. And so we were sitting there talking stories And then like a week later He's like, I got it, man Jay Lee stories I was like, perfect So then I started writing like a little Mm -hmm. tidbit Jay Lee story with all of my my pictures And it's crazy From there, you know um, What is that? A couple of different companies You know, Salty Crew Salty Crew Crew. CJ Hopgood CJ Hopgood You know, this guy named Jared Lane Milo these guys that started up this company called Salty Crew mm-hmm. and they basically represent what I think the surfing industry and just the, the outside industry is, is basically stay salty. Mm-hmm. Just because there's no waves doesn't mean you don't need, you shouldn't go to the beach, Right, go to the beach with a fishing pole, with a surfboard in hand, spear gun in hand, or with a sailboat, just get out there, stay healthy, stay outside mm-hmm. and be salty. Yeah. You know, be a waterman, you know, and you know, I, I saw their company and I thought it was super rad and CJ commented on a couple of my pictures and you know basically was like I love your stories thank you man yada 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 this is rad and so I talked to Wassel and I said Wassel do you know CJ very well and he's all like yeah kinda I was like can you do me a favor just like fill his ear about me one day he's like yeah I guarantee and then so from there uh, CJ contacted me and he's all like I'd love to send you out some gear man you're down I was like Fuck, yeah. Yeah. So then from that, you know, they've been sending me some gear. You know, they've they've helped pay for some trips and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they, they're just a super, super, super cool company. Well, they really,
0: really, cool. really are. Yeah, the you know? the Hobgood brothers are just incredible yeah. human beings. CJ is the man. Oh, yeah. They're so redneck. <laughs> they Jeez. are. Dude, they fish
2: for a bass and they love it. Love it. They love it. So, like, I uh, I was at the Agenda show in uh, Long Beach, couple of weeks ago and cj invited me up i was in san diego and he said yeah come up come hang out with the salty crew i was like shoot so i went up there and we we're supposed to go grab dinner and stuff like that after he's like yeah the salty crew guys are going to grab dinner and stuff and then like an hour before we were supposed to leave the show to go get dinner mm-hmm. he's like hey i'm out of here man i was like where are you going he's like bro i just gotta i gotta ride on a boat we're going fishing right now i was like <laughs> yeah he's like yeah i'm gonna miss dinner i'm going fishing right now i was like sick Can I I wanted to. I wanted to jump on so please? bad. I was like, I want to go play, please, please, please. But yeah.
0: you know that they are. They're freaking. They love it. They're they're bass fishing fools. And they're enjoying life, just like the rest of us. And that's what we got to do. And that's it. And you know, you obviously have a huge passion for life. I, I love it. And you know, I, I I'm gathering it started when you were pretty young. Well, I think the biggest the biggest start for the passion
2: is you know like you know I don't. I don't understand why people get so down on certain things So mm-hmm. negative on certain things Because it's, it's just life You got to move forward And I think that stems from You know when I was a baby I was diagnosed with stage 4 neuroblastoma Which is a, a rare type of cancer uh-huh. That attacks your central nervous system mm-hmm. And mine started in my right adrenal glands And it spread through everything And it was found in my liver And in my kidneys And kind of in my skin Blood, bones, everything It was stage 4 it was wow. How old were you? I was diagnosed at 4 months old and um, what is that? Uh, the first doctor, you know, they took me to the doctor three times before they actually diagnosed it. Mm-hmm. They took me to the first doctor. It was like, my mom was like, you know, he was so happy. And then all of a sudden he's just starting to cry. And I don't understand. He doesn't, He's not getting comfortable. You know, the first doctor, he says, healthy as an ox. Maybe drive him around the sulfur flats, uh-huh. around the volcano. Maybe there's some gunk in his lungs or something like that. You know, did that, didn't work. And then finally I went back the third time. Went to this Hawaiian doctor, actually. Mm-hmm. The Hawaiian doctor set up her thing and was about to, like, do her touch around me. And so she's like, there's, there's something wrong with him. Only Western medicine can help him at this point. And so she take, picked that out real yeah, quick. Yeah, really, before she even touched me. Wow. And so we went back to the doctor. The doctor looked me over went on, and my, went into the side room mm-hmm. and came back and told my mom, He's got a mass in his abdomen. I don't know what it is. We're flying you to Kopi Alani tonight. Um, the doctors are waiting for you guys, mm. and so they get there. And the first thing, the first doctor that you know examines me and stuff like that, tells my mom, you know, basically from here on out, whatever you're doing is just prolonging his death. Uh-huh. You know, um, so you might want to just look and try and get him comfortable. And my mom's like, no, he's going to survive baby. this thing exactly. Yeah, you know. And then Doctor Wilkinson, which is my um, my uh, oncologist and dr shim you know they partnered together and they made a game plan and so their plan was to just go in and cut out as much as they can Uh and just go from there you know and so then i went into surgery because i was so little you know they couldn't put too much chemo Mm -hmm. they couldn't do too much radiation
0: you know surgery is really the
2: only option the only option and you know so the doctor told my mom and my dad you know we have high hopes Mm -hmm. our high hopes of the surgery But our high hopes have to have a dose of reality. Mm. And the reality is Justin has about a 5% chance of living through the surgery. Wow, that's so heavy. And then, um, you know, so they started the surgery. And I guess like an hour and a half into it, Dr. Shim, my mom recalls this like it was yesterday. She says, Dr. Shim walked out with blood splattered on his cape, on his gown. Blood on his glasses and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and she said, "Love Bug" was playing on top of the TV. Uh-huh. And Doctor Shim says, "I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to make it past the hour. You might want to call family." Oh. And you know, of course, my mom breaks down as only Absolutely. a mom and dad can. And they're sitting there, you know, the, the surgery finishes, and mm-hmm. you know, and then slowly but surely, I start to get happy and you recover. know, recover and slowly recover. And then I remember going back every. Every couple of months To get CT scans And make sure It wasn't coming back And then when I was I guess uh, When I My first birthday When they released me From the hospital It was such a big thing That there was 800 people That came to my First birthday party Oh my party. god I bet I mean it was huge Doctors and everybody From Oahu came up All of my family was over So now like All of my family That like, I hardly ever see Yeah You Justin I was like yeah, Wade and Lily and son Yeah Are you the sick one? I was I'm not sick anymore I've kind of funny <laughs> But yeah And it's You know It's crazy And then You know All of that Goes forward You know And mm-hmm. I've got this Constant reminder Across my stomach That is like Hey Life is too short man. There's Absolutely. no There's no reason To be upset About something mm-hmm. You know There's no reason To dwell on something mm-hmm. You know Just keep moving forward Keep having fun Keep smiling yeah. You know If you miss something You miss something yeah. It's not the end of the world. Nope. Yeah,
0: I've missed a lot. I've I've missed a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> More than I would like to to think. I but. know. Now you know the one thing we've been friends for so fucking long, Justin. <laughs> okay, but you've never taken me hunting with you. Know, you've taken all the boys.
2: That's so fucking. And weird. you took
0: them for years, and you never took me. You've hunted my dad's property. I've hunted the properties. (laughs) Okay. But I've never hunted with you. And I know for a fact that every single time somebody hunts with you, they come out with a giant trophy. It's it's crazy how it's happened like that. So I want to (laughs) go. We need to get you going. We need to go. Yeah.
2: We need to wait till there's animals up on the property. There hasn't been much animals. Or deer
0: hunting. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. Or we go elk hunting. Oh. Now we're talking. Now I got my heart beating. Or we go to Australia. That trip I just had in Australia was the best hunting trip of my life. Did
2: you hunt with Adam or did you hunt with Troy?
0: I hunted with Adam. I hunted with Troy. It was, Oh, you hunted with everybody. Oh, yeah. It was Adam Greentree. Yeah. Adam Bossy. Yeah. Troy Reynolds hunted with them all. That's action. Yeah. It was so much fun. You just look at their Instagrams and it's just like, oh, my god these guys are incredible hunters yeah incredible and the first night that i got out there and we were in the bush Mm -hmm. it was the middle of the rut for the red stag and the fallow deer and we're in hammocks okay Mm -hmm. well australia's fucking gnarly bro (laughs) everything there wants to kill you (laughs) that's what i heard i'm in a hammock and luckily i have this hammock that has this like Mosquito netting type zipper on it Uh type thing, but I'm wide open to the stars. It's pitch black. I swear to God, 10 feet from us are two red stags screaming and fighting. (laughs) I thought I was going to get gored. I swear to God, Adam Bossy's laughing his ass off. (laughs) And I'm just like, holy shit. I wake up. There's a gigantic huntsman spider right above my face, like five inches. (laughs) And I'm like, fuck! And then all of a sudden, the fallow deer are coming in, and they're raking the tree my hammock's on. And I just, it was so much action. I've never seen anything like it before in my life. When the lights go out, it's a whole different world. Everything comes alive. It's scary. Thank God I didn't see any snakes. (laughs) You know? Or crocodiles. But everything else wants to kill you there. It was That's nuts. You That's have so nuts. to go. Have I to really, really want to
2: go. Um, what is that? The spear gun company uh-huh. that I die for is called aim right spear guns. They're the greatest spear guns out there. Mm-hmm. Best carbon fibers, light. They're, they're just, they're amazing, amazing spear guns. And they're made right here in Kona. Uh-huh. And, um, but the guy that started it, this guy named Rick Batua, he married this beautiful lady from Australia. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he lives half-time up here and half-time down in Australia. And he's invited me down there. And so definitely within the next year, I'm going to get down there. So i got to hook up and do a hunt down there. Yeah. But he says that, yeah, he says, don't walk in grass that is above your ankle because uh-huh. freaking
0: the deadliest snake in the world can be hiding. Oh, yeah. And I was walking through that waist-high grass, dude. I was <laughs> shitting my pants, <laughs> man. Yeah, Shitting my pants.
2: Yeah, see, he's all like, so I stick to the ocean. I was like, dude, the ocean's got saltwater crocs in that thing, and then you guys got those box jellyfish that are like killing people, and the blue
0: ring octopus, and yep. everything else that could kill you in there too. Well, they played a re- because Shane is petrified of snakes. Yeah, um, they played a really, really good joke on him. Oh, really? Where they put a fake snake in his tent, so when he opened his tent, boom, that snake just pops out on him. <laughs> he came screaming out of there and they ran in there and they grabbed the snake pretending like they were wrestling it and then threw it at him. Oh yeah. He was <laughs> shitting his pants. I wish I could have seen that. It was the best thing That ever. would be amazing. But they all told me the story. Oh yeah. Really? And they're all the accents. Oh yeah mate. He's <laughs> fucking shitting his pants. I can't even do it right. But
2: <laughs> yeah, that was good, man. That was good.
0: Put another <laughs> shrimp on the bobby. Put another shrimp on the bobby, boys. But we're hey, we're coming down there. We're going to hunt with you, me and Justin. Yes. Um, right now is the rut for the Rusa. Rusa. Rusa but back end of March, beginning yeah. of April, that's, that's where the red stag and the fallow rut is. That's the time to be down there, I That's think. the time. That's the time. So, I mean, it's all those pictures house. I've been seeing,
2: Anna Anabassi's ones that are just mental. Yeah. Well, I've got mine in the taxidermist right now. I know that one that you got. Freaking is it this year? Was it? Yeah, it, last it was this year? year. That's crazy thing. It was this year. That one was a donkey.
0: That thing was so cool. That thing is such a pig. It looks man. like he has all these flames and stuff. I call him the fire buck.
2: The fire buck. Yeah. So of course
0: you think something's flaming. Oh, no. You're, <laughs> the, one. you're the one that takes all the nude gay photos, okay?
1: go <laughs> well, there, I got, my, there, Justin
0: I got my flaming buck here. It's amazing. I, well, I figured I'd give it to you as a present. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember
2: when you sent us those pictures, I mean, on the thread, and I mean, just in disbelief. But you're always the fucking magnet to a freaking big no, Look at that ram that's on your wall right there. Who goes to Kipuka Inaho and shoots something like that? I don't know. Dude, got I do the things do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not supposed to shoot the f- mammals in there with guns. And you, this ram that Dozer has up in his wall, up in his house. It's got freaking buckshot in there, so it's got like... In one,
0: in one horn, yeah, yeah.
2: it's got like freaking BBs from a shotgun. Somebody was bird hunting and tried to shoot this thing in the head. It did, however, it survived, <laughs> and so it's got buckshots. And then on
0: the other horn, it's got a freaking broadhead in his head, Dude, in his horn. I named him 50, like 50, 50 cent. Yeah. <laughs> he got shot so many times. Dude, he took all five of my arrows to put that guy down. That's crazy. And then I find a dead yeah. body while I'm trying to put him down. Then he find bones. I remember you saying yeah. that. Holy crap, man, like, and the police come out, me yeah. and Kevin Hibbert.
2: You're like, uh, no, I was going to shoot the sheep, man. Screw the dead body. It was underneath the ground. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, didn't I was, you straddle it and then
0: I shoot it? The... I did. <laughs> I was like, fuck, what can I do? I don't want to get busted. It's, uh, he's dead already. He ain't he's going like, he's anywhere. Dead, he's all bones, <laughs> man. Just bones. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I remember seeing that thing and I was like, holy crap. <clears throat> yeah, and then I went and dropped it off at James Chai when I picked it up. I was like, oh. Yeah,
0: I remember when you raced over to my house. Yeah, frick yeah. We came we came home from the hunt and you're like, Where are you? I'm meeting you at your house. Yeah. And you get the tape out, you're like, thirty Frick
2: yeah. Then that's that's the cool thing about, you know, our group of friends is we're all so stoked for each other when we get something big. Fucking I would drive across the island to come see something big that a friend showed,
0: and that thing is proof in the pudding. Yeah, well you had an amazing one that you got on Lanai. That big giant 32. Holy crap, yeah. Holy crap. that
2: thing was huge. It was actually 31 and a half. Yeah. 31 and a half.
0: That thing was so big. When you got off the plane, you came straight over here. (laughs) Yeah. Shane was over here with me, and we were just like, what the fuck is that?
2: Freaking slug ram, man. Oh, my God. You know, if... um, And you shot him at, like, really close. I mean, the mouflon have got to be... Mouflon and axis deer are, like, the smartest animals in the world. Yeah. And they're so smart. They're so much fun to hunt. But, yeah, it was just right place, right time, and this ram came out of the gulch at 16 yards. (laughs) I just set up in a lantana bush and had him walk out. I saw them go into the gulch, Uh and I was like, okay, they're going to come out one of these trails. And when he was coming back out, I was like, I think this trail. And I hid inside the lantana bush, and sure enough, they were on that trail. I drew back, and he was the third one in the line of five rams that came out. And the first ram came up, walked past. And when I shot the ram that I shot, he was at like sixteen yards, but the ram that was in the front of the herd was at like six. Wow. I was like, I'm gonna get fucking busted.
0: Love L- 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 Lanai is crazy for that though. They have some of the most amazing animals. <laughs> I was over there on a state deer hunt. Yeah. And everybody there were so many hunters around and they were pushing the deer everywhere, but they were pushing the rams as well, too. Yeah. And I remember this herd of rams just getting pushed everywhere. By the time they walked by me, I'm standing behind a rock. And I'm kinda above them. Uh They walked five yards next to me, and I swear to God, this thing had to be 34, 36 inches. Holy crap. And I'm five yards away. Their tongues are hanging out of their mouth. You could hear them breathing. (sighs) (sighs) And and I literally could have just stuck it with a spear. (laughs) You know, I was just like, I can't, but it's a deer hunt. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And I've seen so many people on the deer hunt harvest giant rams I know, over there. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Come on, follow the rules. Yeah, you'd, you'd hope so. Yeah. But
2: the crazy thing is that ram that I shot, it's 31 and a half inches long and it's the number two SCI free range mouflon archery ram. Really? Yeah. The number one is Chuck Adams shot one down at Kahuku and Chuck Adams' one was 33 inches. But his ram, even though it's an inch and a half longer, uh-huh. because they do a, a set of measurements for the bases of the horns. so basically if the girth of your horn it plays a huge part in scoring it his ram that's what my girlfriend says too. oh yeah yeah. the girth of my horn plays. the girth use. of your horn yeah so, th- so does she have you wrap it in toilet paper well, and then put the condom on first of all I'm just kidding I don't even have a girlfriend <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> but yeah no that ram that I shot on the night was just a total slug ram and even though you know um chuck adams ram from kahuku which is the number one was almost two inches longer mm-hmm. it only outscored my ram by half a point
0: yeah because yours was so thick
2: so heavy it was crazy it was yeah. it's crazy and all the way to the tips it looked like one of those uh mountain the big horns yeah it it really those did. Are big horns it really really did i mean it's just the girth all the way to its tips and total dumble ears just
0: and so I'll never jealous.
2: never forget walk, seeing that thing Did walk out. That whole thing, uh, from the shoulder mount. Yeah, I got yeah. it. All. And it's got so like mouflon are these beautiful sheep, uh-huh. and they have that be- that big black beard that, that beard comes down. and the chest. And this beard is like at some points the hair is like eight nine inches long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's a gorgeous, well, gorgeous. Even, like, gorgeous even mount. like
0: this one here, you can st- you can see that yeah. mouflon in it in the face, and then you can see that feral because mm-hmm. it's a hybrid. Yeah, those are the hybrids from the from Moh- I mean, from Kea and Mono-Law side. Yeah, but yeah, those they have that big, long, big, heavy chest and yeah. beard. I mean, it's crazy. Pretty I mean, amazing. I mean, James
2: did an amazing, amazing texture,
0: and they taste delicious. Oh my gosh, they're so good. They they taste nothing like that stuff you buy in the store. No, not. They, they, they don't have that funky smell yeah. and that funky taste. I'm they're really not so a good. fan of any of that stuff in oh, yeah. the store. Yeah, I mean, there's no sense to to shop at a store if you can.
2: Between axis deer and feral sheep and mouflon sheep, there's Mm -hmm. really no reason.
0: I like to know where my meat comes from. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm out there, I'm harvesting it myself, Uh feeding my family. I I know exactly what went into that. Exactly. You know, I know where that animal was. I know what it was feeding on. Mm -hmm. I processed it. Exactly. Harvested it, processed it, and now we're eating it. Field to table. you get your there so every step. Good. It's so good. And it's so good for you. Yeah. No, specific... no hormones. Yeah. And
2: non-GMO, no hormones, no mental feed that you're trying to give to them, no
0: steroids. Yeah. It's, it's all action. Yeah. Now, you've also had some other funny times. I remember a picture where uh, this place we used to go hunt. Um, I can't remember what the name of it was. Uh, Macy's. Macy's. And it's where I got a lot of these. Jaw bones from yeah. these boars um, But I remember you being chased by one Yeah
2: Well me and Shane used to hunt that place Pretty religiously for a while yeah. And we called it Macy's Because it was like It was right when that song My chick Bad, My chick hood But there's a lyric in that song We were listening to it As we were driving to the spot And I was coming down the street Like a parade Macy's <laughs> And we were walking around And it was like a parade And if you don't know Shane Shane is all about the gangster rap Oh yeah you know, he always sends like random. He's lyrics. all about Justin Bieber right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I swear to God, call him out on it.
2: Justin Bieber's on the island right now. What? Yeah, he's playing at freaking uh, the Hilton. Oh God, he was on the East Side jumping off of waterfalls and everything yesterday.
0: Oh my God, Shane would freaking lose it right now. We got to text it right we now. Got too. to. Bieber's on island, dude. Find it. On Maybe island.
2: that's where he's at today.
0: He disappeared all day. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, they're rubbing each other's head Yeah, maybe that's why Lisa was mad at him Because he ditched her for Bieber For Bieber <laughs> But anyway, so Macy's yeah. the prey So we used to go down there and there's just
2: pigs everywhere And we came across this one area And there was a bunch of pigs sleeping And there was this um trail that led right up to them So I freaking crawled in the trail without my bull And I just got really, really close to him And like literally two or three feet away from them. I'm taking pictures of their face and mm-hmm. stuff like that as they're sleeping. And all of a sudden, the, the one of the pigs hears my, my camera turn off. Like, <laughs> and I hear its ears perk up. And I'm like, oh, shit, they know I'm there. So I'm sitting there. And they all stand up. And I freaking stood up, too, because I was like, if I need to run...
0: I need to run. Yeah, so
2: I stood up and they all got scared and they tried to run through um, a hole in the fence. Uh And there was just this one small hole and there was like 20 pigs and they are all trying to go through the fence at one time, which not going to happen. happen. So I ran up there thinking, I'm going to grab one. And so Shane... (laughs) Shane, you know, hunted with me a few times. He knows that I like to just catch stupid animals.
0: Dude, you do it all the time, right off the side of the highway. I just catch goats all the time. Goats it's all the time. The best goats thing. and pigs. Just chase them down and grab a <laughs> big
2: sheep, goats. Um, I caught I caught almost every animal. That was my goal was to catch every animal on the. I caught a deer once. Did you? I caught a yeah a doe. What? It freaking ran into a water trough, and it was a big water trough on the, the dry side of Maui, and it couldn't get out of the water trough
1: because I chased
2: it and I was drinking water and I chased it from behind and I got scared and I jumped into the water trough. And once it was in the water trough, the water trough was like chest deep for him, uh-huh. for her, and she couldn't get out. And so well, I just ran really around. Well, that's really not
0: chasing it. Yeah, that's true. That's not catching it. Just it taking the opportunity. It got stuck in a pool.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I try to catch everything. So Shane takes out his phone to try and take a picture of me trying to catch one of these pigs. And I... In the midst of this herd of pigs, there's this one boar that's like 120 pounds or so. And he and I lock eyes. And I'm like, oh, this motherfucker wants business. Yep. And he looks at me and I look at him and he starts charging me. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. So I start freaking running away from him. And the picture that Shane gets is it's the most priceless. perfect picture. In the entire world You're I mean, it's running me, for your life Full sprint running With the biggest grin on yeah, your face Laughing <laughs> And this freaking pig Is at my ankles If I didn't make it To that fence post He would have eaten me For sure guaranteed. So I ran Jumped on the fence post And he hit the bottom Of the fence post And just <laughs> And then he turned around And ran away And you know I look at Shane And Shane just starts laughing And I'm like What? He's all like I got it I was like what do you mean you got it I, like, I got it this is back where they had blueberries you know? oh, yeah. if it was an iPhone it would have a video of this thing <laughs> but it's with a blackberry blackberry not yeah. a blueberry so Shane's got it on his blackberry and we're like holy crap we send the picture to Lisa Lisa starts rolling at the time I mean it, it's the greatest picture of all time it was
0: so good It was. it's still to this day one of my favorites oh yeah we're gonna have to put that up on the website Let's just so it. everybody can see it, <laughs> this so is the day good. this is the day yeah that, but that place is amazing though I remember the first time Shane took me in there, and I got six big boars out of there, including this monster right here that I found eating a dead cow. How and crazy. he comes out with those giant tusks. And uh, and I'm like, holy shit. And you know, there's in some of those areas, it's, the grass is like this carpet. Yeah. And there's no trees around for yeah. miles. And that's what it was. It was just a flat, dead cow. Big boar coming out of this dead cow. <laughs> and I was like, Holy crap, well, as it's seventy yards, so I he went back into the cow. I raced up to fifteen yards and he came out again and I was like, Oh shit. I just shot him right between the neck and the shoulder. And I'd done that on the first boar of the yeah. day and stoned him. Oh jeez! And uh Shane was standing right there next to me. He's like, Holy crap just stoned him right there. And then this guy comes out, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do the exact same shot. Mm -hmm. And then he just, once the arrow hit him, he just lifted his head, he looked at me, and he went, and he just went full-blown charge at me. Really? And I was like, holy shit, holy shit. And all I could do was just take my bow and crack him across the side of the head. Yeah. And then he ran like 30 yards. My arrows are all over the freaking place. (laughs) Quivers destroyed. (laughs) And... So I pick up one of the arrows, and he's, like, laying on the ground going, ah, ah, because it was a perfect shot. Yeah. But, uh, and I just soak that one that's, you could see coming out of its head right there. Yeah. So just soaked it in the back of his head. And and then I'm walking out of there, and I'm charged by a freaking bull. (laughs) I was just like, I'm not having a good day, man. Whatever, dude. I would take getting (laughs) charged by a bull
2: and charged by a freaking board to have that thing. That thing is a freaking... Donkey If you guys don't know So we're looking at this Boar jaw That's got like Easy six inches Sticking out On both sides And for you guys that You know For the surfers out there That's like catching Perfect pipeline Or perfect Tavaru Or cloud break Or whatever The most perfect wave You can think of Catching that And getting a barrel For 15 seconds And coming out And just being stoked And for you archery people On the bay, That's like A 210 class whitetail I mean There's more people That have probably shot more 200 class tail than a free range wild boar with tusks that big yeah i mean that thing is a katonk it's a katonk that's a katonk katon.
0: <laughs> that thing is huge well dude uh one of the questions i ask uh I, you know this has been an hour and a half now um i ask all of my people you know we have some strong mana here in the islands mm-hmm. right um i've had a lot of experiences with uh supernatural stuff yeah ask all my guests yeah do you ever have any experiences supernatural wise ghost wise any ghost stories ghost stories um alien stories alien stories i got abducted this one time and i put this
2: cancer in my stomach but no um i don't know you know i've had Instances where you're just like walking around, all of a sudden you just get chicken skin, mm-hmm. like hardcore chicken skin, mm-hmm. just like goosebumps through your whole body. But you know, you just like, okay, all I say is sorry, I turn around and walk the other way, yeah, you know. Um, but as far as like an individual ghost story or anything like that, I can't think of anything. Um, but as far as like the mono goes, you know, I live right next to people Valley, yeah, that's where or the, the valley of the kings, yeah, yeah, you know. and. It's one of those places where you walk in there and as soon as you walk in, you just feel mm, the, the spirit of yeah. the island, of the the valley. You know, whether it's surfing out there or walking or checking out the waterfalls, you just feel the energy around you. Mm. You know, and it's not a bad energy. It's not a scary energy, but it's an energy and you feel it
0: there. Mm. And... Um, well, I've got this great book that uh, on Hawaii here and it talked about how... You know where you live is such a special place. The kings, the royalty, the elite—they all live down in the valley. Mm-hmm. But then all their regular people lived right where you live. Yeah, you know that's us just regular that. people. Yeah, the, <laughs> the honokaa, that WaiPO area is just such a magical. That whole coastline historical place,
2: you know, Waipio Valley is known as the Valley of the Kings, you know, and the birthplace of King Kamehameha, the great, which Mm -hmm. united all the Hawaiian islands that's got, you know, when it comes to Hawaiian monarchy, that's like, you know, that's our Zeus Mm -hmm. basically is King Kamehameha, you know, um, or not so much Zeus, (laughs) because Zeus is a God and Kamehameha was a a person. Yeah. But I mean, he was, he was the King of all Kings. You know, and he was born just fifteen, twenty—not even five miles away from the valley in a place called Kohala. Mm-hmm. You know, and or Javi, and it's just, and you know, I think it's just that mana that you feel. There's the Z trail that the people used to walk around, and you hear all these stories of mm-hmm. people saying they see night marches or they see the white flames as people walk down on mm-hmm. a full moon night. Or, you know, you. When you're hunting and stuff, and you're walking around in the valley, I mean, you come across like the old Hawaiian homes, yeah. You know where there's like poi pounders, or you know you can see where their houses were built and this or old hayouts, yeah, old hayouts all over, little religious sites and stuff like that. It's it's pretty gnarly, Mm -hmm. you know. But I think just like everything else is, if you respect it, you respect that energy, it'll respect you. Absolutely, you know, if you. You know, that's why people are like, Oh, how come Holly's get such a bad name? You know, it's, it's just the mentality.
0: It's that's it.
2: You know, there's a lot of local Holly guys that are great friends of mine that are great people. Me, exactly. <laughs> those are
0: Dave and those, those
2: knows. those knows but to respect. Exactly. You know, and that's the biggest thing is that, you know, the local people out here that get upset at the white people mm-hmm. is because the Holly's just aren't giving respect where mm-hmm. respect is due, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is when tourists come to Hawaii, you know, they just got to realize that you're in a special place, you know, take a deep breath and enjoy the special place. Yeah. If the traffic in front of you is going slow, just go with the flow. Yeah. No, need you get all nuts and try and pass? Yes. You're on a freaking island. This ain't California. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's not 500 miles of road. The next stoplight guarantee you pass this guy, he's gonna catch up to you at that stoplight. Oh, yeah, or you you beat him by two minutes,
0: (laughs) you know, or or he's just stuck right behind you, exactly. And you guys
2: are gonna be stuck though. There's a semi, and
0: then he's gonna gonna you cracks when you walk into the Costco, exactly. (laughs) Oh, brother, I remember you, you don't want to pass me.
2: That was a horrible rendition of pigeon, by the right
0: way. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, you don't
2: want to pass me, yeah? Fucker, oh, like kitch crack. Fucker, yeah. It uh-huh. was one ball. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! One of the greatest Lickin. stories of all time. Shane and I are hunting with this uh, this local guy, and he's got this beautiful wife and beautiful local girl, and uh, so. He's, you know, explaining his different mounts that he's got on the wall. And he comes with this huge, um, huge black and white pig. He's got a big tusk. And he's telling us the story that his dogs were grabbing it and stuff like that. And it was a big lajole, And then right there, his old lady's all like, his wife's all like, lahole. Shit, you fucker. I thought you said it was one boar. Me <laughs> and Shane couldn't stop laughing. So if you don't know, a is a castrated boar. <laughs> it's a big difference. But I, mean, I guess somewhere in the story, he told his wife that it was a boar. But oh, you fucker. You said it was a Lahole. I thought you said it was one boar.
0: That oh, I love our Hawaiian friends. Oh, they are the best. It's the greatest. They dude. are the best. It's, you know,
2: and I think... You know, the biggest part is, like, my buddy Wayne, Wayne Cipriano. Wayne Holy is shit. the man. He is the man. It's, what Malka is his Instagram, and please don't go to his Instagram and account. That's, and that's
0: W-A-T-M-A-U-K-A. <laughs> exactly. What, what malka. malka.
2: That's basically saying what. You like a Malka. Huh? <laughs> what, boys? You look like a Malka. What but anyway, don't go to his Instagram if you are a vegan, if you have any animal... Rights or anything <laughs> like that because it is littered with dead animals. He is a powder. He is his nickname here in Hawaii is called Big Game Wayne. Yeah. And and he's the coolest, most mellowest right, quietest. He's super mellowest. He's a Portuguese true and true. Yeah. Born and he's two hundred percent Portuguese. And Portuguese here in Hawaii is like the Polacks of the rest of the world. <laughs> so we make fun of him. But he is two hundred percent Portuguese. I mean This is the... i got to tell the story at his wedding. He's got a scar across his nose. And it was funny. He was cleaning a pig one day at his house. And there was this fly that kept flying around. And he's got this fucking razor-sharp knife in his hand. And he's trying to scare this fly around. All of a sudden, the fly lands on his nose. I know where this is going. The fly lands on his nose. And instead of trying to, like... I don't know if he meant to try and wipe it away with the back of his hand. But he wiped it with his knife. And straight up filleted open his nose. Just... Opened it and just started pouring blood out of his (laughs) nose, and I was sitting was like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" So he ran up and we said, "Did you get the fly?" (laughs) 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 Guarantee every fly from that day on has died. Just whether just fly just minding his own business two miles away, he's like, "Fuck that fly!" And he goes and kills it. (laughs) He knew the brother, that knew the sister, that knew the brother that fucking landed on my nose. Uh, And his auntie's cousin. Exactly. But yeah, then he stitches up. But he's got this scar across his nose, and he tells everybody he ran through a barbed wire fence. <laughs>
0: <Fuck> that! <laughs> his own knife, his own doing. Oh my god, he is so awesome, and he and he's a little guy. You yeah, know, he's only what a buck thirty, buck forty, wet. I, I think he's like a buck forty-three, soaking wet. Yeah,
2: soaking wet, and he freaking carries out like two hundred pound boards on his back, no on problems. On his back.
0: Dude, it's like lifting you or I and carrying us out. Exactly. And the crazy
2: thing is, like I was telling him, I was like, hey, you should get into the fire department, man. It's the greatest job in the world. You get a lot of time off. It's perfect for someone like you that wants to hunt and stuff like that. He's like, but I, I cannot handle the blood and guts. I was like, bro, <laughs> you put your hand into a thousand ah. pigs a year, I bet. Sheep, goats, blood on top of you, no problem. Freaking pregnant sows, who
0: cares? You're, you're game. Every single day he does it. Every, Every day. Every single I swear day. to God,
2: at the end of the day, if he hasn't killed anything,
0: the geckos have
2: to watch out. He's
0: like, fuck, Oh yeah. got He's probably it. got I'm one of those blow him. darts. you exactly. know.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Every day I get a picture for him. Oh, how's this boy? But the crazy thing is, his his dad is a butcher and he can clean a pig faster than I've seen anybody. Well,
0: all, understand all that meat is going to good juice. Oh, yeah. It is all going to the butcher. It's, it is all going to families that it, are in need.
2: Exactly. And, you know, that's the thing is his dad is a butcher and they've got a full processing stuff at his house.
0: Yeah. You know, and so if you need.
2: Sausage for a party, mm-hmm. or uh, you need smoked meat for a party, or lua—I mean, lao laos for a luau, this and that. That's where you go. Uh, exactly. You go see Uncle
0: Wade, Cipriano, and he looks it up. And they're, they're some of the most generous and giving family, too. They you seriously know? are. And they're, they're, they're helping everybody in the community. Everybody. And what a lot of people don't understand <laughs> is these freaking pigs are raging terror. across these islands and not just across the islands but the world yeah you know they multiply so fast and the amount of destruction they do to our farms Mm -hmm. so all these vegans that are like oh my god i can't deal with these pigs you know (laughs) all of a sudden now they want us to come in there and get rid of the pigs you know because their farms and their plants are getting eaten exactly so
2: exactly that's the biggest thing is like you know there's you know there's so many people that are so close minded mm-hmm. to what conservationists really are yeah. you know they think conservationists are people that put fences up and kill everything in there, you know um or put fences up and don't kill anything in there mm-hmm. you know but there has to be balance there, yeah. we're so yeah there has to be some sort of management in the way, whether it's controlling the ungulate population so it doesn't get too big to eat. All of the grasses, mm. or having ungulates there to take down some of the grasses, so yeah. you don't get a fire. I just, you know, there's there's just so much that a lot of people don't see, and I think you know, I learned like the last Joe Rogan podcast I listened to, I think it was with Shane, mm-hmm. and they talked about how much money hunters have put into conservation and setting up national parks mm-hmm. around yeah. the world through the U.S. It's like billions and billions of dollars, mm-hmm. you know. That there's no vegan company out there that's giving away billions of dollars. No, You know?
0: No, absolutely not. And the NRA is part of that as well, too. Yeah. You know, it's they give back so much. So much. So that these people can enjoy these animals. Yeah. In yeah. their national parks or the, out in the wild.
2: and The only way that you're going to allow an animal to have value or to to ensure an animal stays around is give it value. Mm-hmm. You know I mean everybody wants to hate on Cecil the Lion Hunter right. the the doctor whatever but you know the money that hunters put in to Africa to hunt these prize animals you know I'm not a big big cat hunter I don't know if I'd I don't think I'd even that doesn't if even the thing was me. coming to
0: attack me and
2: eat me yeah. absolutely You know, that doesn't tickle me. But every hunter has their own, whether it's a rifle hunter or a shotgun or you know, it's it's to each their own. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's what they wanna do. But, you know, I'm not gonna stand in the way if that's their goal in life is to shoot a lion. That's what they wanna do. Then you know, if they follow the rules Mm -hmm. and they
0: do it, that's what they do. And they say like since that money, you know, what does it cost? Like fifty thousand dollars, a hundred thousand dollars to shoot a lion? Yeah. That money goes right back into that community, it into does. that African village Huge. to help support those people, bring in wells,
1: yeah,
0: um, feed the people. Those people are actually eating those animals. Or protecting the future animals. The future animals against poachers. Exactly. Stuff like that. Because now it's like, okay,
2: that lion is worth $50,000. Yep. If we spend $10,000 to protect that lion by giving this guy his job... Hey brother Your job For the next five years Is make sure nobody kills that lion Mm -hmm. And tell you what I'm going to pay you twice as much As you've ever made in your entire life Mm -hmm. Make sure nothing happens to that lion Yep You know Or set up an area where Okay Nothing's going to happen in this area This is our conservation Or this is our Not a conservation area But this is our safety plot Right You know And all that money goes back in there To make sure That those animals are there Mm -hmm. For you know, the next sportsman that wants to
0: go and have a try. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it does so much for the community. It does. And, you know, a lot of people, they they put names on animals. Yeah. Cecil. Yeah. you know.
2: I think Joe Rogan was, I think it was Joe Rogan and Cameron Haynes' podcast. And they're talking about Cecil the lion and how it's such the American thing to do, Uh to put a beautiful name like Cecil. Nothing scary about Cecil. Nothing scary you about Cecil. You know, and then Cecil. we, growing up and we watched these shows like The Lion King, uh-huh. where, oh my God, look at this family structure. Yeah. Look at this. Look at that. They're big, cuddly animals. When in a blink of an eye.
0: They'll eat you alive. They will
2: eat you alive. If a male lion comes in and takes over another male lion's pride, what is the first thing he does? Kills all of its babies. All of its. You know he doesn't want any yeah. of his competitors' babies around. Yeah. I can kill them all. Same thing with grizzly bears. Exactly. You know, and they eat them all. Exactly. Yeah. That's the crazy thing is, you know, so many people forget like, like that. I think it was like a couple months before Cecil got shot. Um, there was that reporter lady that got pulled out of the window of her car
0: and got know. eaten in front of the rest of her friends. That just happened last week in in China. Some yeah, tigers. The, the tiger. Yeah, and it got, so (coughs) one girl has a spat with her mom. They're in some freaking park with tigers running around. She gets pissed off, jumps out of the freaking car, gets attacked by a lion or tiger and ripped out into the forest. Her mom jumps out to go save her and she gets ripped out into the forest. It's like, what are you thinking?
2: You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you got this, that simple minded or that same minded philosophy like, oh. It's just like Shakira. Huh. Not Shakira. It's like, was Shakira the friggin' little tiger from Jungle Book? Oh. I think uh, it was
0: Shakira. Shakira is that dancer. Yeah. With fine ass from Argentina or somewhere.
2: My hips don't lie.
0: Yeah. I can't even do yeah. that shit, man. <laughs> I'm not even going to try, but I know you can naked <laughs> against a coconut tree. <laughs> coconut trees freaking uh, Billy, thanks Billy. oh my god we're gonna do some photoshop shit no if we can't way. find that photo we're gonna do some photoshop <laughs> you've seen my photoshop skills they have been pretty dang good the ones i used to do with healy yeah. making him look like um hillary clinton yes yes perfect perfect
2: the miss, the miss. i don't know did you do the the dog the bounty hunter ones
0: I didn't do that one. I didn't do that one. That was an Australian guy that did all of us. Those guys are pretty action. That yeah. was pretty classic. Yeah, that was pretty funny.
2: That was
0: awesome. But um, Justin, uh, do you? You know, we're gonna wrap this up here. I know you got a lot of stuff to do, but uh, sponsors, you want to thank?
2: Yeah. Um, there's yeah. There's a couple of companies. Progenics. Mm-hmm. I gotta Paul thank Progenics. Yeah, Paul Gomez over Progenics. I had a conversation with him back in December, and um, you know, that was the biggest I'd ever been. and a half. Wow. I was a big boy. But I I still could, you know, do the things that I wanted to do, you know, and it didn't really help. But Paul was, you know, you know, and everybody thinks of progenics, they think of CrossFit, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're more than just a CrossFit supplement. Mm -hmm. You know, they're a fitness supplement. And so Mm -hmm. we were talking stories and he's all like, you know, people use fitness in different ways, whether it's running an obstacle course or lifting up this barbell 10 times or surfing a big wave, or climbing to the top of the mountain, or in mm-hmm. your case, spear fishing diving to the bottom of the ocean. He says you gotta have something that helps you out, and he's all like, Progenics can help you get there. And it's crazy, you know. Since I took it, I, I lost like thirty-four pounds. Wow! I mean, it was mental.
0: Yeah, you look great,
2: dude. You know, and you know, just being on that mentality, that you know, and being part of Progenics, and Progenics is awesome. They've helped me with a bunch of trips and stuff like that, and giving me the products that I need. But, you know, having that, having a regiment to take on as soon as you get out of the water so that because, you know, a lot of people think swimming is, oh, I'm just going to go swimming, going to mm-hmm. go play in the water. Mm-hmm. It's strenuous. Oh, yeah. You know, and then you're doing it for five, six hours at a time spearfishing. It's a lot of calories. There's a lot of.
0: Um, well, you look at these swimmers, you know, Olympic exactly. swimmers, and they all have the best bodies. Uh-huh. They're just ripped. Yeah. Yeah, uses utilizes every single muscle in your body. Exactly, and so
2: so you need something after putting your body through that kind of punishment to feed those muscles. Yeah, you need to feed them, and you know, Progenics has been awesome to me, and it's fed me in the way that I need to be fed, and it's done really, really well for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Mokulele Airlines, Ah, it's the best little freaking island hopper around. Yeah. You know, it's short lines. Jump in, fly. You fly low enough so you can see everything. I saw freaking a, a no couple TSA. Of, yeah, I saw a couple of whales from the last time I was on. Yeah, or um, one of the last flights I took over, and that was just super dope. Flying over and seeing a couple of whales from the plane,
0: and they go out of their way to also give you a little tour as well. Yeah. not just not just being just hey a direct flight. Yeah. They're like hey something cool's going on over here. Let's go check, go it, check out. it out. So, it's pretty you know, cool. And
2: like, when you fly out of Waimea to Maui, you fly along the Hamakua Coast, which is all these big, beautiful valleys with big waterfalls mm-hmm. it. It's just spectacular. Um, Wood Rose Sunglasses, yeah. a great company out of Florida. You know, they make uh, sustainable sunglasses, which is really, really cool and really important nowadays. Yeah, you know, the make,
0: lenses and all that? Yeah.
2: They got amazing... They use a, a Gorilla Glass or Gorilla Lens uh-huh. that's like the strongest ship out there. Wow. I mean, it's really, really good. They float which is awesome. So if they fall off the boat, they're floating behind Mm, you. They got wood frames. They got, I mean, really, really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Salty Crew, Aim Right Spear Guns, Hex. I think that's, I think that's all the companies that really, really helped me out. It's pretty, on freaking, pole spears. Gotta Mm -hmm. give them a shout out. They're
0: awesome. Yeah. And your wife (laughs) and family.
2: (laughs) Yeah. My wife and family, my family is everything. My older brother, my younger brother, my, my older brother, Brandon, and my younger brother, Ryan. I mean, being in the middle of those two has been awesome. Yeah, my mom and dad being raised me up like an island boy.
0: Yeah, well, you come a from a great family. They're so. they're
2: amazing, amazing, and you know, and having my wife let me do the things that I like to do at the yeah. drop of a whim is pretty awesome. Yeah, you stay and
0: work. I'm going to New Zealand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Except
0: for this next week. Yeah, she gets to go on vacation. She gets to go to the Bahamas. Yeah, and remember, you remember it's, it's, it's your honeymoon I'm coming vacation. up here. It's we're one year anniversary, so you got it. Yeah, wine and dine her, brother. (laughs) Lots of lobsters, baby. I'm bringing home the meals. Lobsters, got it. Check. Yes, that's the easy one there. So, well, Justin, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you very much, and thanks everyone for joining us. And until we see each other again, hui ho aloha oh. follow me big isle boy 24 oh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah that's it so uh instagram facebook what is yeah. it
2: facebook is just justin lee okay. instagram is big isle boy b-i-g-i-s-l-e-b-o-y-2-4 that's
0: right justin and lee. no website no website coming website coming called Jay like, Lee stories <laughs>
2: that's the goal get some <laughs> Jay Lee stories action in there but yeah hashtag Jay Lee stories
0: Good, good. We have to go play around. I can't Follow wait me. for us to do this again. Yeah. Yeah, let's do, do it, it. After, after Worlds. After your World Championship Hopefully, win. We'll, that would be fucking Yeah, nice. fucking A, dude. That would be super, super Shoot. sick. It will be a long shot, but it would be super sick. And then we're going to go for a hunt.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: That's what I'm saying. We need to finally do that. Yeah, I'm going to get that world championship, but... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He wants another flaming buck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And like I said, until we see each other again, uh, hui hu. hou. Aloha. Thanks, Justin, for being on the show. And thank each and every one of you for tuning in. This show would not happen if it wasn't for you and our beautiful and wonderful sponsors, such as Kona Boys the one-stop shop for Ocean Fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours, and lessons. And they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kekua Bay. So if you're ever in Kona and you need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, lessons, whatever it is, Kona Boys is your spot. Um, go check out their two locations, one down in Captain Cook, one at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel. Go see Frank and Brock or check them out online at KonaBoys.com. And for just for listening, you get a 15% discount if you punch in the promo code DozNoze or even just say it when you go into one of the shops. Also, Original Nutritionals. These guys aren't your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food first approach working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. Head over to Original and grab what you need for listening. Enter in promo code DOZENOSE again and get 15% off at checkout. Hurley Clothing, home of the Phantom Board Shorts, best board shorts on the planet. Obviously, they have the best surf stars wearing these shorts, so why wouldn't you? I do. Go check them out at hurley.com. GoPro, those little tiny cameras, what you guys put on your head, your boards, surfboards, bicycles, you name it. They're transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives. Go to GoPro.com or go to YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, or LinkedIn and check them out. Go get you one of the new cameras. And start documenting all the badass shit that you guys do. Maverick Sport Fishing Kona. That's the next one. Um, go talk to Trevor Child. He is the most badass captain. Him and his crew, they operate. One of the meanest boats right here in Kona. They catch the thousand pound marlins, the giant ahi tunas, maimais, onos. They have the top of the gear, top of the line gear. And give them a call 808 896 7985. That's Maverick Sport Fishing. Go to mavericksportfishingkona.com. Check them out there. You'll get a a discount for sure as long as you mention Doe's nose. Um, also, Kona Coffee and Tea. It's where I get my morning crack on every single morning. They have the best coffee in the world. They grow it up on the slopes of Huala Lai. Bring it down roasted every morning so that we get it fresh. So go check them out at konacoffeeandtea.com. Also, Deuce Gym in Venice Beach. If you want to get ripped, if you want to get healthy, these guys know how to do it for you. go in there, check them out get ripped go see Logan and you're gonna love it thank you everyone for tuning in hope you guys had a great day great week and I'll see you next week and until then uh hui go
1: Don't know